The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Yesterday, the greatest question was decided, whichever was debated in America, and a greater perhaps never was nor will be decided among men. A resolution was passed without one dissenting colony that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states. And as such they have, and of right ought to have, full power to make war, conclude peace, establish commerce, and do all the other acts that things such as other states may rightfully do. You will see in a few days a declaration setting forth the causes which have impelled us to this mighty revolution and the reasons which will justify it in the sight of God and man. A plan of confederation will be taken up in a few days. When I look back to the year 1761 and recollect the argument concerning writs of assistance in the superior court, which I have hereunto considered as the commencement of this controversy between Great Britain and America and run through the whole period from that time to this and recollect the series of political events, the chain of cause and effect. I'm surprised at the suddenness as well as the greatness of this revolution. Britain has been filled with folly and America with wisdom. At least this is my judgment. Time must determine. It is the will of heaven that these two countries should be sundered forever It may be the will of heaven that America shall suffer calamity still more wasting and distressed, yet more dreadful. If this is to be the case, it will have been good effect at least. It will inspire us with many virtues, which we have not, and correct many errors, follies, and vices which deuces refine in states as well as individuals. And the governments we are assuming in every part will require the purification from our vices and an augmentation of our virtues, or they will be no blessings. The people will have unbounded power, and the people are extremely addicted to corruption as well as the great. But I must admit my hopes and fears to an overruling providence in which, unfashionable as faith may be, I firmly believe the 2nd of July, 1776 will be the most memorable epic in the history of America. I'm apt to believe it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as a great anniversary of festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other, from this time forward, forevermore. John Adams wrote that to his wife, Abigail, July 3rd, 1776, 242 years ago today. They actually wrapped up the... uh, formalized i guess without the signatures the declaration on july 2nd and then he wrote that to his wife the next day on what ought to happen it just so happens that they ended up 
uh, posting it on the 4th, and that became the date we recognize as Independence Day. Most of them didn't end up signing the Declaration of Independence until, I think it's the 9th and 11 weeks later. I just love uh, that letter when you can see how much they've struggled with it, when he recognizes where they've come, uh, what should be celebrated. He goes on to even mention, hey, listen, I'm not foolish. I know what this is going to cost us in fortune and blood. I know what this is going to cost us. But there's just a moment of insight. First of all, reflection of what got him there and wonder what could come in the future. Powerful. I love the phrase bonfires and illumination. I cannot believe you read that this morning. Why? I mean, we read that as a family every 4th of July. When, you, get, you get together? Well, when we're barbecuing chicken, you know, we stand around the grill while we're waiting for the chicken to get done and we read the. Do, do you John read Adams it every time? Oh, man. No, we like to pass it around. Do you? Yeah, you know, this year, this year it's my son's. Oh, it's his. Yeah, it's, has it's he been waiting year. for this the it's last his year? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. There's nothing. I- uh, that's nice though. It's a teachable moment. It really is a teachable is. moment. Okay, a- good. That's that's good. Wow. They, do they kids argue over it? Do they? They used to. Yeah. They don't anymore. I've made it a point to no look. That's a special year. I see. That's so when it's your turn. You don't do a second to- reading every year or anything like that to look, get it if in. you want, if you want to go in and help with the salad and say it again, go ahead. <laughs> Well, around the grill, no, just one time read. But this is Max's year, one is that time, right? Yeah, That's okay. Yeah. I understand. Okay, good. That's nice. It's a nice thing to do there. I cannot believe you read that. It's so... So you excited? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, big plans. What do you got coming up tomorrow? Well, first, the family Aside gets the letter and, and the we... chicken, what's, what else is coming on? Oh, we're going to party, Doc. Okay, oh, okay. Do you go to the uh, fireworks oh, uh, shows? Do you... We go to the fireworks. We drive. I mean, I drive to several. Around the area, we try to get in and see. There's a there's a spot, and I don't want to tell you my secret spot, where you get to see like two or three from the same spot. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Going on at the same time. Yeah. So you just turn your head, and it's... yeah. And sometimes, well, sometimes they offshoot. You know, some cities are. Little, oh yeah. They try to get off a little bit, but yeah. And you're close enough that it's still good. Yeah. Oh, you have to tell me. Oh yeah, no, no problem. Okay, you're not gonna tell me. Okay, fine, that's great. All right. Yeah, I love the fireworks. Love them, love them, love them. I always have to. I, I really love do. There's, we used to have some, we had some great ones, uh, you know, where we've been like right underneath them, you know, where like when, when. Please uh, don't when, tell me you're talking about Detroit. No. Okay. Because I got a big problem with Detroit's fireworks, but that's, that's a whole other story. Calm, yes. calm Please down. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm really triggered problem. by Detroit. Why? Because Detroit does co fireworks. Like uh, across with, the river with, with Toronto? Canada. Yeah, of course. And they do it right there in downtown. And so, the new, and, and they the do it because downtown. right because yeah, Canada's yeah, yeah. Independence Day is like June twenty eighth or something. It's I a few. Have, it's a, I have absolutely no idea. It's just I, a few I days before ours. I never want to know that date. Well, you know this when you live in Detroit because no. <laughs> America and Canada do a co Independence Day uh, celebration. Well, Toronto and Detroit are such Windsor. You're saying Toronto? It's Windsor. They're Windsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're so they're like uh, sister cities. I know, but you're, do you realize the failure there? You're doing a co-Independence Day celebration. It's so stupid. Uh, I know Detroit ain't got no cash, but come on. Right. That's, what they're that's really all saying it is. You know what they're saying is that Windsor's going to light this stuff off. Y'all turn your head. <laughs> and, and they do Windsor, it like on July. We'd really like. Like yeah, second, third, right in yeah, the middle yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna, our 4th of July fireworks this year will be held on the 1st. Or <laughs> <laughs> put up a big mirror for y'all. <laughs> you don't have to turn your head. So silly. 
All right. Hey, uh, did you see the FBI arrested a guy um, who was planning a terrorist-style attack downtown Cleveland? For hey, you're in your hometown, right? Yeah, that's I mean, right. That's your people. Yeah, the fourth state of Ohio. Demetrius Nathaniel Pitts, a.k.a. Abdul Rahim Rafiq, is accused of attempting to provide material support to a foreign terrorist organization. He's scheduled to be in court on Thursday, the 5th. All right, did we actually stop something? Do we feel like we actually stopped something? Because no, all the reports make it Thank seem you. like we've stopped this huge thing. And then I kind of read through the storyline and I'm thinking, uh. yeah, a lot of times these pop up and our initial reaction is, OK, and there were 18 other guys that were heading to Logan getting on planes. This is a tricky one. If the guy had pulled something off, we would be saying, how come they didn't arrest the guy? Right. But they when you read stop the and report, talk to him? Yeah, I, but when you read the reports of this and, and other ones that have happened since 9-11, quite often, not a lot of meat to it. Like, he could have done something. He would have liked to have done something. I'm just not sure the guy actually had the ability to do something. So I, I'm reading the FBI's official report on this. And you scroll down and it said... Um, in particular, oh, here's the line. On June 25th, Pitts met with the FBI confidential human source in Maple Heights, suburb of Cleveland, who provided Pitts with a bus pass and a phone that Pitts could use to communicate. Okay. The bus pass was provided so he could get downtown to do surveillance. You can't get yourself on the bus? How much is a bus ride? Two bucks? Uh, maybe. Three bucks? Yeah. I don't know. I the, the- the, the uh, guy couldn't get, I get a phone. You're going, okay, it's a burner phone, a special phone. Yeah. He didn't have money for a phone. Maybe. But if you can't buy a bus pass to go do surveillance downtown, the guy didn't have the ability right. to actually blow something up. I mean, the guy couldn't have bought the detonator, let alone everything else. If he can't get a bus pass. Right. Now, he could have been radicalized. Let's say he'd actually got in touch with um, you know, some sort of Al-Qaeda guys that could have provided him with some support. Great. So I think he probably had the desire, and maybe you keep an eye, maybe even arrest the guy. But to think the guy had a threat that was ready to go, no, nah, that Seems, wasn't. Doesn't seem likely. No, unless they come up with something else the guy could buy. And good. Uh, right. That, that's come a problem. On. That's a problem. Right. If, if you, come on. If, uh, that's, that's why I, I. it's such a fine line. I don't want to be them, for sure. The, the no, and I'm not criticizing them at all. I'm not criticizing them at all, because... Look, they're fine. If he had the if he had the wherewithal to do something, and we've stopped him from doing it, great, Good. Uh, great. I don't want him to harm a single person. Let alone they made a big deal about the kids and the the uh, remote control cars that he was going to uh, put uh, explosives on. Uh, if he can't get a bus pass, how's he going to buy those cars? <laughs> it's like the guy can't I know get Toys R Us is shutting down, and you get like maybe seventy five percent off some of those still. cars. What's left on the shelf? But you still got to have the cash. I'm going to blow something up. I'm going to blow up downtown Cleveland. I'm going to. Bl- I cannot get downtown. Right. I need the bus pass. <laughs> I'm going to need it. Can you get me the monthly one? I'll do many surveillance. I just don't. <laughs> the guy's got this great plan. He can't get on the bus. Right. Wow. That seems. Here are the That's details. That's almost a movie. All right. It's a comedy one. I think uh, Adam Sandler is going to. <laughs> U.S. Uh, attorney said that uh, he talked about wanting to target people watching fireworks over downtown Cleveland. Um, just last week, the defendant was walking around downtown conducting reconnaissance after getting the bus pass. 
uh, on what he thought was a large-scale attack planned for the 4th of July. He looked for locations to park a van that would be packed with explosives. He told an undercover agent, I did tell myself that their holiday is coming up, the 4th of July, Independence Day. What would hit them in the core, blow them up, have a bomb, blow them up uh, at the 4th of July parade? Now, on his final meeting with an undercover agent, he expressed allegiance to Al-Qaeda. Okay. And he discussed uh, hitting targets like St. John's Cathedral, giving remote control cars, like you said, packed with explosives and shrapnel to the children of military members. That seems really specific. I don't know if yes, he knew does. some or whatever. But he mentioned other places that he would like uh, to explode. Uh, his plan was Voinovich Park and the U.S. Coast Guard Station. Those are right next to each other in Voinovich Park. Nice little place along the water, along the lake. Um, and also a federal building there. Among places, he allegedly explored um, uh, other areas downtown, but he also said he wanted to conduct future attacks in Philadelphia where he used to live. So once he got away with this, you know, once he pulled off this and blowing the place up, then he's on to Philly. The bus pass out of town on to Philly, and then you start uh, start blowing places up there. I mean, do I want him walking around? I mean, no. No. I'm glad he's not, you know, walking around. Yeah. But seems ambitious, what with not being able to pay for a bus ticket. It does seem ambitious. It does seem like maybe the FBI jumped the gun. Uh, I'm just wondering, yeah, if and, and there's probably stuff we don't know. I, I'm giving them their credit. Uh, but if not, it seems like maybe you got to explore this a little while longer to see if he actually got in contact right. with people. Put somebody, put you in touch with somebody that was going to buy him a bus pass. What I think this guy likely would have done is not pull off a 9-11 style right. attack. He, he would have pulled off, the, he would have harmed somebody. Correct. Uh, you know, injured two or three he people. He would have done what he could, right? He couldn't get Maybe out of the bus. Maybe one. He would have ran over to the 7-11. And, and then, just start hitting people yeah. with hammers or something. Right. That's what it would have been. Because he would realize that he's not going to be able to pull it off. And he would be so, that's probably what they did here. And good. He, right. And great for you, FBI. He was probably so ginned up, they realized he was at that point. Okay, 4th of July is coming. Just a couple he days has away. To do something. I gotta do something, even though I can't. And he's obviously delusional. Guy's cray cray. So he's just gonna, you know, make that certainly some, makes sense. Yeah, he would have gotten the the yes. makeshift bomb that he put together. Probably blew himself up, but injured three others. Yes. at some gathering down because he had to do something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they said that uh, they started investigating him last year when he lived in Cincinnati. He's been all over the place. Has a long criminal history. Uh, because he was making statements of violent intentions, they say, when he was living near Cincinnati. In May, he relocated to Cleveland, where the local FBI office picked up the investigation and kept following him around. Uh, When they were investigating him in Cincinnati, he had posted what they say are disturbing things on Facebook. Uh, One thing was he was urging Muslims to learn how to shoot guns and throw hand grenades on Facebook. And uh, he expressed hatred for the military, wanting to chop off hands and heads and uh, then disposing of the bodies. So here's the other thing. You're, you're, you want to be a terrorist. And you want to get in touch with these people. And you start posting on Facebook. That's, that seems like a bit of a failure. Well, how are you supposed to reach them? you got to message somebody. you gotta go to, you got to go to their you know, little underground stuff. You get on the dark web. That's what it is. <laughs> the dark whatever that is. I don't know how you... <laughs> No, it's darkweb.net. Is that what it's yeah. darknet? <laughs> so silly. You're posted on Facebook. You don't think yeah, anyone's gonna I, go, wow, this guy, uh wow, maybe maybe we gotta watch this guy. Yeah, I mean I, I'm not I I'm guessing and I don't know this because I haven't looked and maybe you know, I may look if I look, it's for you know, business purposes only. Uh the show show stuff. prep. 
the Facebook page of ISIS probably isn't real. You don't think so? Well, my, even if it is kind of real, mm-hmm. probably be. You're right. You know, you're, you're going to message somebody. I'm thinking about the ISIS page. Yeah, there might be a better way. ISIS.com, Al Qaeda.net. I mean, their magazine, their internet magazine. That's legit, though. There's got to be some link inside that magazine where you can reach them, right? Honestly, there probably has to be. I mean, this has been out. What's their uh, magazine? Um, ah, I can't think what it's called. I don't know. I don't. It's been out for a while now, and they they put yeah. it in print, and mostly it's online. Though I think now is just an online version. But that's legit, though. As silly yeah. as you think that is, they actually do contact people and post all this information. I've only, up seen, there, I've so. only I don't even know that I've actually. I guess I've seen a full. I've never seen full, a full edition copy of it. So, but it uh, there's got to be a way to contact people in there, they, which hopefully we're following. Yeah, I got a little button there. You've printed uh, all rights reserved, copyright, contact. Right. Right. Thank you. Right. Uh, <laughs> recruitment at alqaeda.com. I mean, we have people in Europe going over there all the time, right? We hear stories about them all showing up and they, they, they didn't have chargers. I couldn't charge my iPad. I love the people I wanted to go home. that they're saying they're li- they're, my life here is horrible. I'm going to join Al Qaeda. I'm going to live in the desert, not even in a tent. Quite those, often, those two girls from France or right. whatever, they, their they, life's going to be better there. They they wouldn't let us. We didn't have electricity to charge our iPads, and all they wanted us to do was do their laundry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Guess what? <laughs> be happy you're doing that. You did. You right. You didn't see that coming. This my life Come is going to be so much better when I'm living in the desert <laughs> without running water, pooping in holes. Help it with ISIS. Yeah, that'll be better. I'm going to be so much happier there. Uh, I mean, they got solar power for charge my. My cell phone, right? That has no oh yeah, of cell course. tower. Yeah, of course, but you won't be able to get it because they're busy with theirs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's just enough. There's just enough for one iPad. Oh, that's, okay, good. We'll take turns. Well, I'll live more simply. Sure. It's so stupid. How, that's how lost they are with this stuff. I know. All right, I'm going to get a uh, quick break in. Tell us what you've learned along the way with the hashtag What I Learned Today. Lots to come. Doc Thompson, Jeff Fisher in for Chris Cruz, who um, has taken some time off due to him not bringing me meat. When he got free meat. Oh, that's right. You're I still... got the bell here. Okay, quick break. The Morning Blaze. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. <laughs> Stephen English tweeting, Doc, the magazine is called Jihad Quarterly. Jihad, that's that may not be it. I've also heard it's called Inspire. It may oh. be Inspire, but Stephen, I don't, I don't want to correct you. You're probably right in this. Larky Farkin, Gee, if you announce to the world on social media that you are a terrorist and planning an attack, hashtag you're doing it wrong. You also deserve a dirt bath. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm going to blow this up. Don't tell anybody. Okay. Why are you posting it out there? Either you're trying to join them or you want people to join you, but you don't think anybody else is going to hear it or see it. All right. 
The feel. Seems like a bit of a feel. Uh, uh, Donna said, silly, everyone knows it's www.notisis.com. <laughs> That's where they really are. Not ISIS. Because you want to throw them off. You don't want people to get wise. Right. I'm sorry. You know? You're right. I, I'm sorry. That was dumb. <laughs> Steve, just leave me alone. Allah, if you've ever wondered... Wondered whatever became of me. I'm planning a jihad in Cincinnati. Al-Qaeda will be so proud of me. I'm going to kill infidels in Cincinnati. I kind of lost it there at the end. Yeah. But instead of baby, if you've ever wondered, Allah, Allah, if you've ever wondered. I remember the song. That's pretty funny. It's from WKRP in Cincinnati. It was was a TV show. It was about radio back in the day. It's that good stuff. That's really funny. (laughs) Clever stuff. Balmshot.com. That's where you also get clever stuff. You get balm shot there. Great story. I love the balm shot. And by the way, if if you're looking to support the program and you go, Doc, want to help your advertisers best we can, but you know, I'm of modest income or whatever. This is a lower price point from some of our uh, products and sponsors uh, that you can pick up and help a brother out. Go to balmshot.com. Balm shot is such a good product. It's the best lip balm out there. Did I tell you I left it in the car and it didn't melt? <clears throat> no, but I believe it. But, I mean, you get a lot of those, right? You leave it yeah. in the car, and you put it in the little oh, change thing in the middle, and-, and it runs out, and you go, oh, where is it? Oh, it's all at the bottom, and you got to try to clean, clean that out. Now, I imagine there is a point at which it will melt, but it is much higher than others. So if you're in the Texas sun, and you put it in your car, you don't have to worry about it as much. Better applicator. Wayne has a great story. He started it because he needed lip balm with a better applicator, and he saw a shotgun shell, and he goes, I bet if I put it in there, that would work, because it's little bit bigger and it's not going to open the same way because it has that metal base and it worked out great for him go to balmshot.com check it out today if you order six they're going to throw in uh, a balmshot ball cap for you as well nice balmshot.com and don't forget to use promo code doc and they'll also give you free shipping it is a nice no that's what i'm sorry i just i would the hat is out in the hallway and i'm i'm not getting up no you don't have to get it or whatever but if i mean if it was right here i'd grab it that's how much I care about balmshot.com. If it was right there, you would <laughs> yeah, absolutely right there, grab, it. grab it. I no appreciate problem. that. Yeah, it up. must be a really good gig. Congress. Gotta be a good gig. Right? I mean, we joke about that they live or whatever, but think about this. Uh, and, and somebody pointed this out to me recently. They go, Doc, most of these people in Congress, this is the best. Actually, it was a member of Congress telling a friend of mine who said, most of these people that are here, of course they're going to be corrupt. Even if they come in with good ideas, he goes, most of them, this is the best gig they've ever had. They're treated as the honorable. They have all kinds right. of perks, and they make almost $200,000 a year. That, and that's not counting the insider trading. <clears throat> yes, exactly. All the other perks in the insider trading where they can become very wealthy. But at that, $200,000 a year is gargantuan, and most of these people have never even made six figures a year. Right. You know, it's yeah, it's not millions of dollars, but if you're used to making at best seventy thousand dollars a year, these people at best because most of these guys have start, we, started ran for Congress yep. when they were uh, when they were uh, some sort of a paid intern yep. at, at twenty two thousand dollars a year. Hey, that's what that's what um, Paul Ryan did. Paul Ryan went to Capitol Hill as an intern and then went to work on Capitol Hill for some congressman and then decided to go to his home district and run and hit it and boom, here he is. He went there, and went, you know, this is a 
pretty, pretty good, good gig. gig. Now he's been there having been paid almost $200,000 a year his entire 20-plus year career. Uh, as speaker, he makes the most of anybody in that position, even more than, and I think the president's at 400000 a year now, 400000 240000 a year, plus they get perks and staff. He, once he leaves, will get five years of pay to get his uh, papers together. Well, of course, Doc, you can't. And, you can't be expected just to leave. No, you can't just leave. And an office. We'll pay for an office because John Boehner still gets an office in D.C. Five years is what That's they get. That's embarrassing. Yep. And... He now gets a retirement because he's been there 20 years. Well, he will make a retirement that's over six figures a year for the rest of his life. So all BS aside about how it's us against them and they're screwing people over and just trying to. It's got to be a sweet gig. That's a good gig. Vote for me. By the way, on top of all the money, people bow and genuflect right. and and. The, you know, curtsy and get out of your way and members only elevator. I mean, a member of Congress, you walk down the hall in Congress, people move. They get the hell out of your yeah. way. It's it's big deal. If you've ever been you ever been to Capitol like that, yes. seen it happen? It's incredible. Gotta be a great gig. But do you really want to run for Congress? I do not. No, exactly. That's the problem with it. But I'll tell you even more why it's a great gig coming up. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Here's also how we know it's uh, it's got to be a sweet gig because they're so willing to hang on to those jobs. They're so they're so actively work to hang on in Very spite few. of a pretty big downside. Very few uh, say goodbye to it. Did you see Rand Paul's tweet yesterday? No. Thank you to the U.S. Capitol Police for their arrest of the man who recently threatened to kill my family and me. Capitol Police have issued arrest warrant for a man who threatened to kill me and chop up my family with an axe. Wow. It's a just horrendous that we have to deal with things like this. No okay? kidding. They, they, they got to the point that they arrested this guy, meaning this was not a casual threat. Right. You can probably, I'm not suggesting it, but you can probably post on social media a comment about uh, chopping up your congressman or senator with an axe. They'll show up at your door. They though. will show up at your door. And if you say, sorry, this was wrong. I went too far. It was satire, whatever. They're probably not going to arrest you for just that. So if they arrested this guy, this had to be <clears throat> ongoing, habitual, a little more meat. Maybe he just went out and bought a couple of axes and a plane ticket. Right. This had to be serious. So he threatened to kill us and chop up the family with an axe. Pretty graphic. Rand Paul also was attacked by his neighbor last year yeah. while mowing his lawn. Rand Paul, one year ago, was on the baseball diamond when that guy shot it up and Steve Scalise was shot. I would say uh, bad luck, Charlie. Bad luck, Rand. In one year. And these are just the... Obvious threats that we know like about. There Rand was all Paul. kinds. Of, I like Rand Paul. I do That's too good. as well. I'm not bagging on him for that. I'm just no, saying no, this no. is this is serious. This is what this guy has faced in the last year. Right. A serious death threat, obviously. And his neighbor attacks him. He still has that 
What did he end up with uh, uh, broken ribs and stuff? Oh yeah, he's still in a little bit it of pain, pain from, on that from stuff the, from the from the beatdown. Yep. Yeah, and then was there when Steve Scalise got shot? Yeah, that's pretty troubling. He said, uh, "It's troubling. been a year where we're becoming more and more aware of these threats." Boy, no kidding. He didn't also include, which is why I I've just got to go now. It's been a good run here. I'm not saying I want him to. I like the guy's politics. He seems a little douchey personally, I mean, whatever, but I like his politics. Uh, but he's still hanging on to that gig. Yeah, he is. Very few let it go. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a strange thing. And then, and then the, the funny thing is, is very few let it go. Like um, uh, my man running for governor for the state of Florida, Adam Putnam, he let it go. As a congressman, because he came back and wanted to do more for the state. Wanted to do more for the state. Well, yeah, exactly. So he became you know, agriculture commissioner. That's different. That's a whole different agriculture thing. commissioner. Uh-huh. And then uh, he's going to run for governor. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't want to be congressman anymore. No, because and he was a good your, congressman. Well, and you're away from your district all the time. He was a, he was a, a really good U.S. congressman. But I'm just saying. <clears throat> so he gives it up, but not really. What are you talking about? And not really. When he gave it up, but then he comes back to agriculture commissioner and. I don't gonna, think you realize be, how serious he is about the agriculture. I, of, I would vote of for, the I'd vote for State. I, I, I want him to be governor of Florida. He's, I like him. I like him personally. But I'm just saying, not really. Eh, not really. Well, and that's the reason you if, gave it up, buddy. Not really. If there are ever any real term limits for members of Congress, it cannot simply be okay. You can only serve nine years in the house and 13 in the center, whatever random numbers you put on it. It cannot simply be that it also has to be a total number of public years served or public office years. I think there has to be some, because what we'll do is create more of a, um, of a system of, okay, you've done your time in the house. Now you move up to Senate. It will be more structured. Right. So if you want, because they're they're looking for the career gig, and once well, there's they get, plenty that have jumped the jumped the gun a little bit because it used to be you know state rep, state senator, congressman, the congressman, right. and some went directly to it, and others bypass you know bypass right. the states. Oh, states, oh. right? That that's when you have enough skill like LeBron, you don't go to college, right? You just go right to the pros, right? That's what it is, yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's uh, there's been different paths, but you're right. A lot of times that's been the the system. But once you realize, okay, I've got a total of 25 years public office, and I aspire to be president or you know a senator or governor. Got to get them in. You got to get in. You're like, okay, I can only do a couple years in in, the, and then I got to move on to the house, and then I got to move on to senate, whatever. And it'll just be this little system, and then it'll be the parties grooming people even more. Right. So I think there's got to be. Because what they'll do is they'll start playing the politics. They'll say, okay, sorry, Jeff, you can't run yet. Either you're going to have to sit out the game for a couple of years or you're going to have to go and be agriculture secretary right. for a couple of years because Pete only has six years left, you know, and he has to run for president and he has or whatever. Right. And they're going to put that out. No, they both definitely will. The parties will control that 100% then when they do that. So it, I don't know how you get around that. I am absolutely for term limits at this point. Absolutely. For members of Congress, without question, term limits are in place for the president, for many states have various term limits. Ohio has two for governor. I know Virginia, a, uh, th- it's actually a pretty interesting one for governor of Virginia. A governor cannot secede himself. So you can serve many years. You cannot secede yourself, meaning you get one term and you got to go somewhere else for a while. You can come huh. back later, So, but That's you cannot serve... Four and then another four. That's interesting. 
pretty, yeah, pretty. That's the reason if you look in the early days, people like uh, Patrick Henry served two different terms, but they were right. eight or 10 years, 12 years apart, something like that. I don't know. I, I, want, I think Jefferson may have served two. I'm not sure, but I know Patrick Henry did two. Just different. So that's interesting. Are there term limits in Michigan, Florida that you know of for governor? Florida, I think. Florida has uh, two terms. Okay. Yeah, and that's reasonable, I think. So if it's... um, I don't know about Michigan, but Florida, I'm pretty sure, has two terms. I'll would say i give senators uh, senators reluctantly two terms. I'll give you 12 years. That's a pretty good run. You get a lot done in 12 years, right? Um, I'll give members of the House um, eight. I'll give you eight years. So betwixt the two, you get 20 years yeah. in Congress. That's that's a lot of time in Congress. 20 years, you got four terms in the House and two in the Senate. Boom. And then if you end up for president, that's 25 years, 24, 24 years. Yeah, there's got to be a limit on total number of years as well. I will reluctantly give you 25 years. 25 years. Wow, that's still a lot. Sure is. That's, so that's got to be less. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> I've changed my mind. It's got to be 20 total. 20 total. Still a lot. Wow, that still sounded really bad. Uh, maybe it should be a lot less. Maybe it should be total number of public years like that. Like 15 years. 15 years total public years. And you go, well, Doc... Then a guy couldn't run, you know, and be in the House for whatever in the Senate and then run for president. You're right. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you could serve a year or two in the Senate, the House, whatever, and then you could run for president if that's your path or governor. Done. 15 years. What you're going to do is you're going to start breaking down your 15-year plan and you're going to say, that's still too long. It's too many years. It may be. But I'm okay with that right now. So you get a total number well, of... We've already started in 10 minutes. 10 minutes, you've dropped it 10 years. I just realized how much damage they could do in 25 years. How much it going to do? Let's say 8 in the House, 12 in the Senate, total 15 years. You can do... It, it, the max is 8 in the House. Total max eight in, uh, 12 in the Senate. 15 years total all public office. 8 years total as president. But if I get... If I go... If, I, if I'm 12 years... As if I'm two-term senator. you got to get out. Sorry, I know. Uh, no, you three-term, you mean, for 16 years? No, that would be 18, sorry. What'd you say? Yeah, yeah, if I'm a, if I'm a two-term senator. Right, right, that's 12 years, right? Right. Right. All right, so I only have eight. I, right. have, I have... Three left. Three left. Right. But if I win the... Presidency? Congress. Right, okay, uh-huh. Do I have to leave early? Yes, absolutely. You get the hell out. You plan better. You get that, and you want to run for president? Then listen, Johnny, you retire a year I only, early. I can only be president and you, you for do four years. years. That's right, or you're out then. No, you know the nice thing about that is that also stops. All right, I'm a two-term uh, senator, and I'm going to run for president. None of this dual ballot thing. I'm going to try to rerun I for know. my seat, and then also, you know, run for president. Marco Rubio. I think Rand Paul did that too. Yes, did. Rand Paul. That was the reason he. Uh, he uh, endorsed the turtle yeah, right, to get yeah. that deal because he wanted to get that deal. Yeah, they end up changing it or whatever. So yeah. that would help some of that as well. But yeah, that'd be nice. Then you'd have to figure out that 15 years. I was, all for, I was all for uh, voting. Speaking of the turtle, I was all for, uh, well, we do have term limits. Uh, the United States government's called uh, voting. 
uh, the voters. I was all for that, and I I still kind of believe in that, except that I heard Mitch McConnell say that once, and it really sounded bad coming from him, which made me think that I need to not be for it. Well, when you realize, well, yeah, then if Mitch is for it, then you ought to second guess it, right? In fact, if Mitch came out and said, you're right, Doc, I'm in it for 15 years, I'd be like, wait a minute, something's wrong here, something's wrong, it's got to be much less, maybe more, I don't know, all I know is 15's off. 14 and a half years, 14 and a half, I'm going to bring it down a little. 14 and a half, 14 and a half. Why, yeah. why, why, what's the other half do? I don't know. It just sounded better. The less time they're there. <laughs> 14 and a half. 14 and a half. Yeah. Uh, Mitch has a point, And I always believe that for many years about, okay, the too. voters have a right. But the thing is, they've stacked it against the voters. The voters don't have the same power. And I don't mean just same voting power. Um, the way they can manipulate, uh, the way they, uh, the insider trading, they get people to funnel monies into their coffers so they can run. And the statistic that says incumbents are elected 94, 5% of the time, that is way disproportionate. I mean, I understand you're going to have a leg up anyways. If you said incumbents get elected 65% of the time, I'd go, well, okay. Just because they're, but it's not, it's, it's into the 90 percentile. And look, that's what uh, uh, that's how the socialists in New York got elected, right? Because you got to beat them in the primaries. Yep, that's it. And you got to make sure, like he got cocky and just, you know, I'm going to win no matter what. I'm going. He believed in the the, mm-hmm. the voting. I, you know, the percentages. I'm not. They're not going to vote me out for this girl. She went out and pounded the pavement. And shook people's hands and met them and said, I'm here. There's more. This guy's got nothing. Right. There's a little more to it when winning the primary. So the way it happens, and you want to know why Lindsey Graham is still a senator? Lindsey Graham saw the writing on the wall. This is really pretty clever on his part. Um, When John McCain was getting beat up when he ran for president and the Tea Party backlash and the people that were anti-John McCain when he was running for senator again, Lindsey Graham knew he was going to be up for Senate uh, run a couple years after that. So he started working at the local level. They build their local political machine and they control these local precincts. And it's, it's different in every state. But when you control these local, it's county by county or districts, um, for your party, you get the little precinct boss and the worker bees and whatever that end up working for you, essentially, right. is how you build this up. And they're out there bringing you campaign dollars. They're really campaigning for you. And often these local precinct bosses are elected at a meeting when there's only like 14 people there. people there. Yeah. Sometimes not even that. Sometimes like six people and they're like, all right, who's for uh, Jeff Fisher? Okay, uh, five yeah, yeah. people. Okay, who's for Doc? You. Only one. Thanks. And boom, it's part of the Jeff Fisher machine then because your guy is running that precinct. So that's what Lindsey Graham did. That's one of the ways that Dave Brad ended up beating uh, Eric Cantor is that they had worked – not just for Dave Bratt, the local real conservative right. people had worked for like 10 years to take over some of these precincts in Virginia, in that district. And uh, finally, the prior couple of years before Dave Bratt got in, they had really hit this thing hard and got enough enough of their guys in to start flipping things. Oh, and the, the old school Republican Party that pissed. Oh, they were incensed. 
And, ah, and in spite ah, of that, ah, Eric still was shocked ah, that he ah, lost ah, the, the primary. Well, that's Your machine's same, gone. Same with what's-his-face in New York to the socialist, right? right? The so same that's thing. what they're doing. Yeah. So when you see that and you realize, okay, that's all shady. You know the two-political system. You know these people get elected overwhelmingly once they've been in office. And here's the other game, if you haven't figured this out. And I'll bet a lot of people hear this all the time. Kind of know this intuitively, but haven't probably thought of consciously. The reason Chuck Schumer is on TV all the time is partially ego. My daughter, Emma Lazarus, named after Emma Lazarus. He just likes blah, blah, and being on the TV. Sure, part of that. Um, But a lot of it has to do with the more he's on TV, the more name recognition he has. Absolutely. So they do the rounds on local television and uh, radio in their state. Yo, he gets interviews seen. with newspapers. They want the write-ups because they want name recognition. Oh, it's yeah. free commercials. He shows up and does uh, marches in uh, local parades and with his shirt sleeves rolled up and he's yes. carrying a flag. And the picture, if you look at the picture, he does not look like he even wants to be there. Exactly. But it doesn't matter. Because he's there. Right. It's not just uh, the obvious, this this guy's out there working in the district for so people see him. It's constant publicity. And they get that. Whereas a guy running for Congress, let's say you're going to challenge a congressman two two years from now, right? Just had the election. Guy says, I'm going to challenge that guy. Okay, great. Why don't you go ahead and do the media rounds? I was going to interview you. Nobody cares that you're up against that you that you want to run against no, this guy. They don't care that nobody cares. Once you announce and once you get into the primary, they still don't care. Nope. They will not interview you unless it's contested or you have some other angle or you've got a backstory somehow, and then you're not going to get nearly as much I mean, publicity. It's very as difficult. The to, congressman. It's very difficult to get interviews, just even on on local radio, to if you're running against. The congressman. Right. The congressman comes into the radio studio, walks in. He's with, on the air. With him and his buddy, and 10 minutes later, he's on the air. It does not matter about you, what. You go come to the radio station, you're lucky to get in the door. Right. They're not going to take you, but the congressman. Oh, congressman so-and-so is in. Yeah, we'll take him. Yeah, bring him yeah, down. Bring him in. Because you get the, we had congressman so-and-so right. on. Congressman Snodgrass was on. It doesn't matter what you're talking about or what he's talking about. We had Bill Bill Johnson on. He's running against the congressman. Why? Why'd you have him? Because he's running. He's against the congressman. He's running it so. <laughs> the, guy, the guy could be the recipient of the Congressional Medal of Honor. Just came up with a cure for cancer. How we talked to He him. just created 7 million jobs and I'd, has donated $4 billion to feed the homeless in just our town. I'd talk to the cancer guy. <laughs> the rest of it, no. The rest I don't think you're going to come up with him even. Seriously. People are like, why'd you have him on? It's, I mean, a, it's a big, but he's machine. running against the Congress so. So for those reasons, yeah, we've got to come up with some something different with the system. And right, I think twelve and a half might be in. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm I kind of like the half mark. I could, I, I kind of like the half mark. I for could some be reason. convinced with ten because then a senator gets uh, one term seems a little light for a senator six years you can get a lot done but i feel like it's not quite meaty enough you need a couple more years if you really went with a plan there's some things you want to do 10 years honestly is a nice mark 10 to 12 years a nice mark for uh, uh to put on congress uh, to change dc yes. right a decade a little bit more to say Part of the problem, if we want to really change things, you go, okay, how come we haven't gotten uh, a balanced budget and whatever? It's because every couple of years a government changes and the new guy comes in and they spend differently, have different priorities. That if you really wanted to change, if you had a company um, that you were running, 
you're not going to change overnight. This is a 10, 12-year plan. Right. So really, the plan for D.C., you want to fix it, cannot be a what's going to happen in the next four years. We've got to say, in the year 2032, we are going to have all of this. Here's our long-term plan. This is where we're going to be 14 years from now. 2032. By the way, it's only 14 years away. I know. And here's the path to get there over the next 14 years. And you got to stick to the path. So... I'll say, great, you want to make a change on D.C., be there a decade, that's cool. But uh, but I'm okay if you only want to go nine. <laughs> if you want to go nine, I'm okay. Let me get a break in back in a moment with more on this, The Morning Blaze. You are listening to the smooth sounds of The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On The Blaze Radio Network! Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. DM. DMXDM had a really good point on the Twitter about the uh, term limits. What was that, Doc? He said if senators were elected by state legislators again, it would eliminate some of the issue. Remember those crazy days when we were a representative republic? He's right. It's so difficult to explain why the 17th Amendment was a failure. 17th Amendment is the one that provided for direct election of senators, where uh, you and I vote for senator. We were never intended to do that. It's a failure. You're supposed to be there for the states. Representing the states. Correct. The reason it's called the People's House is the representatives represent us. And the senators represent the states. They're not interested in you and I or voting on our behalf. Is it good for the people? Doesn't matter. It's good for the states. In other words, if they try to pass something, the House goes, this will be awesome, but it's going to put an undue burden on the state, what each state would have to provide and do or uh, on behalf of the federal government or take away their power. The senators go, wait a minute. That's been infringement on state power. That's it. But to try to explain that to people is such a nightmare. They don't get it, nope. and it just becomes a, oh, you want to take away my right to vote for my senator. <sighs> so you're right, DM. You're right. Thank you for reminding us of that. I want to remind you of WaxRx. WaxRx, an amazing system. One of the best stories out there today, because you know what happened. Do you know how it was developed by the doctors? Well, I'm, I'm guessing that they got like a, a, a Q-tip stuck in their ear couple of doctors getting together going you know people come in to clean out their their ears it's you have to at times because you can't stuff stuff in there yourself so your doctor you you clean it out but you're paying the guy a hospital or a doctor visit i've had surgeries yeah so people so the doctors are like you know um we invent a system ourselves sure we're killing our own business but we're killing every other doctor's business and we get the money from the system entrepreneurs right there I love it. God bless them. Go to Use Wax RX. It's a fantastic system that saves you time and money and makes the doctors a couple of money, a couple of bucks, as it should. Good for them. I, they I'm came up with it. I'm all for that. I, didn't, I never knew that. That's a great story. Yeah. So it's Use Wax RX. That's the website. UseWaxRx.com. Three-step system. The first is you got the eardrops that soften the earwax. The third, specially designed pump. And the fourth, the pH balance rinse that leaves your ears feeling soft and supple. It's usewaxrx.com. Just follow the directions. Yes, please follow the directions. And then take a picture of whatever debris comes out in the little holdings 
in, the, in your little holding uh, container. Jeffy's got kind of a fetish about that, uh, which will be part of his announcement when he runs for Congress, right? <laughs> because that's what you have to do, right? You got to lead with it. Because, you know, I can't run, run because of the pictures in I, Vegas. I've got too many, too many, too many, uh, too many things in my closet. But uh, I would say that it, if you lead with something really bad, then the other stuff in the closet is like, so? So if you lead with something like, uh, this is my wife and my family. Uh, we've been married for uh, 20 years, and I really love them a lot. Um, I've really been struggling the last uh, 10 years to get over my earwax fetish. Uh, but that's why I care so much Freak! about That's why I care so much about this country and this state, and that's why I'm running for U.S. Congress. Oh, my gosh, he has an earwax fetish. I don't know if we can, can vote for him or whatever. No, he's fine. That, doesn't, that has no effect years on ago, how he Years to... ago. Yeah, years ago. Many years ago. <laughs> that's right. It was a different time. You got to throw that out there. It was just a different time. <laughs> I really was struggling to get over my earwax fetish for the last 10 years. Look, it, the pictures that you may see that are out there, it's a different time. I now respect all ears <laughs> and the right of people to ear privacy. Right? right? You got to put all that out there. Well, and you got to say you went to rehab. Not not earwax rehab, just rehab. I rehab and, uh, I went to alcohol. Were, were you addicted to alcohol? And I've talked. No. Listen, my family has forgiven me. <laughs> yeah, they stand beside you with that zoned out look on their face. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Uh, the people like the idea of you running for Congress. This would be, this would be quite a show. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think they, uh, they're, they're, they're behind you 100%. Do you know how amazing that would be? That would be hilarious, you in Congress. Because I, you do a good job for a while. I mean, you'd be corrupted. I mean, we all would. But you'd be corrupted. But for I, a while, you'd be you'd be solid. I, I, I disagree that I would be corrupted. Oh no, of course you would. We all for the would. people. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have a uh, longer staying power than than some. But eventually, you'd get there. Look, I'm not going into Washington D.C. to not become corrupt. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you're clean on it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, look, you'd have a you'd have a good run. It's about the people, but it's also about. Me. Me. Right. And I think people are okay with that. I think you'd have a good run. I think you're there. You're there eight, ten years before you really start selling out. I mean, you'll have little bits, but see, yeah. I think you'd be comfortable with the buck seventy-five a year plus all the perks, the insider trading. Oh my gosh. That's all legit. You'd be cool. Then you get to about ten years where you're like, I'm almost out. I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and make one big play. You, you know, sell out a couple look, of votes. Yeah, you know. yeah, look. This is this is too important. Uh this mm-hmm. this particular this I know look I know my state needs the jobs but mm-hmm. so does your state yeah. right right your state needs to give me some cash give me some cash I'm willing to help you yeah. out I'm sensitive to otherwise this I'm, spin I'm, otherwise I'm voting for my state Stephen English says uh, with a tweet hashtag what I learned today it was a different time when you could clean out people's earwax against their will 
It was a more simple time, different time. I miss those days when you could just grab an ear, (laughs) take care of that stuff. Get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. It's at Jeffy MRA at uh, Doc Thompson Show. Joining us now, the executive director of Wreaths Across America, Karen Worcester. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing so well today. What is Wreaths Across America? Well, Reads Across America is a 501c3 that uh, has a mission to remember the fallen, honor those that serve, and most importantly, to teach uh, kids, um, oh, we used to say the cost of freedom, but I think actually what freedom is and about character and loving the country. So it's kind of evolved. Um, we're known best for an event that we have in December, which is when we place Reads on veterans' graves at over 1,500 locations all over the country. Um, we have about 2 million volunteers that go out and place uh, veterans' uh, wreath on the grave, and it will be December 15th this year. We do it simultaneously, and we speak the names of those that that we honor to um, you know, keep their memory alive and it's to, to make that connection and to have families make that connection. So we're known for that event, but um, why I'm here and happy to be here today is to talk about the rest of our mission and that we, we have that mission year-round, which is to remember, honor, and teach and talk about character. And so we're doing an amazing uh, thing this, this July as everybody's out and the retailers are uh, you know, taking advantage of Christmas in July. We wanted to do something different and uh, do some giving in July. So we have partnered with... Um, Five that we've selected, 501c3s with like missions, and we're helping to raise dollars to promote their missions, which are very much in line with ours. Um, and along with our own groups, we have about, um, well, we have hundreds of groups that are 501c3s that are uh, raising dollars to place wreaths along with um uh, you know, uh, pushing their own missions at the same time. That was a mouthful. I hope it answers. (laughs) No, I'm glad it it explains a lot because a lot of us are familiar with the term, the name. Some of us have donated in the past, usually in December, and that's wonderful to do. But you've got to collect. This is a year-long project every year. You've got to collect all year, and you've got to plan all year for this. It's a major undertaking every December. Right. Right, and it's not just it's not just the collecting of the funds. It's you know even when we're out talking about raising dollars for remember, honor, and teach that mission, we we meet so many people and have the opportunity to talk about the lives and the character of those people that keep us safe. You know, we we're kind of like the most of us are fat, dumb, and happy, and we'll go out and have a barbecue, you know, on the weekend. But there are people serving, and there are families suffering at the loss of those who served, and. The the biggest piece, the piece that's so missing, is for today's youth and and you know even millennials and all of us to really understand the sacrifice and that freedom isn't paid for. You know this this is an ongoing payment every single day. The sun never sets on our special ops people and to just realize that so whenever we're talking about these missions we're out in front of people and and reminding them just of that you know that we we've got to be mindful and we've got to teach our kids what's so great about this country so that when it's time for the next generation to step forward and serve they want to and they're proud to you know we we often um 
misinterpret uh, statues and memorials or we conflate them or, you know, you see and you're like, oh, it's a statue. Sometimes it's art, sometimes whatever. But a lot of times you're at a memorial and uh, right. like DC, like the World War Two Memorial, for example, spectacular, beautiful place. I was there a few years ago with my son and there were a bunch of kids, you know, running through and jumping or whatever. And I stopped him and I go, this is a memorial. This isn't a park. Not that he was, but I just wanted to know the difference. And I go, here's what this represents. Here's what's going on. It's a, it's essentially a grave marker for people. And when you keep that in mind, it not only um, connects you with the people and makes you appreciate more, but then you realize what all of those things are about. All those memorials you're traveling to, they're not just statues. The Jefferson Memorial is a memorial to Thomas Jefferson. And I think we forget that quite often. You're absolutely right. And what's beautiful about Reads Across America and what my husband experienced back in 1992 when he was first allowed to take Reese to Arlington is is he placed a wreath on a grave and you see that name and and you just, you know, you're just moved to say the name out loud. And then very often you see that that name belongs to somebody who was 20 years old. But when you say that name out loud, it's very impactful. And he, we, we say this, you, you die twice. The first time is when your heart stops beating, the breath leaves your body. And, this, and the second time is when your name is spoken for the very last time. And we don't want that ever to happen. And the families of those who served, they don't want their loved ones' sacrifice and service forgotten. And, and when you place that wreath, you become involved on a personal level. We've had so many stories of people who have laid a wreath and then looked up a family and looked up a history and, and made a connection. And we need to know the character of these people. They, they can't be a statistic. And that's what I love about what we do. I love memorials, and they're so important, and they represent, you know, our history in numbers. Like, you know... I, I love things like the Vietnam Wall where their names are so important. And I love it when people make, take the time, you know, like the, the Saturday before the holidays when everybody's so busy that we had 90,000 people at Arlington alone last year. And they all came like-minded, which is amazing. Because in that 90,000 people that were left and right and Christians and atheists and you name it, you know, for that couple of hours we were americans lifting the names of these fallen up together and what a great basis for that you know to for this country where we need we need a solid foundation and solid comes from everybody banding together and that's a big part of our mission and that's why it's so important speaking with karen worster executive director of reese across america where can people donate or find out more information about you if you go to reeseacrossamerica.org um you'll see our uh, Given in July program, and and I just, I I would be uh, sorry if I didn't say the names, uh, the Honor and Remember Foundation. Yeah, I want to I want to run down each one too. What they each each one is. Can you tell us a little bit about the five you're working with and what they do? Yes, the Honor and Remember Foundation is is uh, they they have a flag that they want people to recognize, and it it, it pays tribute to all military lives lost, not only uh, in camp, in combat but combat related, um, and as a result of, and that's so important. 
um, the main troop greeters, incredible group of people, started in 1991, and I'm from Maine. I'm pretty proud of these folks. Um, they started in 1991 uh, making sure that every one of the troops coming and going through Bangor, Maine, were greeted, and they have greeted over a million and a half. Um, of our troops and uh, have a wonderful museum there and they're just a small group of people and they're looking for support as well um, America's Mighty Warriors um, program that improved the quality of life and resiliency for recovering um, wounded Travis Mannion Foundation uh, focusing on positive role models um, character which is so important to me teaching kids character you know who who you are when people aren't looking is important and uh, Travis Mannion was actually killed uh, rescuing um, a wounded teammate in 2007. And then the larger is the Gary Sinise Foundation. And um, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, and I got to tell you. <laughs> you can't, you can't he's, help he's, it, too. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it would be still my heart, but I got to tell you, I had the opportunity to meet him. He's and awesome. He is, uh, he's a down-to-earth guy, and I don't think people realize... Uh, the scope of, of uh, programs that he has. Um, if you go to ReasonCrossAmerica.org, uh, it will pop up. You'll see these five. Um, but one of the things that people don't know about Reason Across America is part of our mission, we decided that it would be disingenuous for us to have a mission to remember on and teach and not work with like-minded organizations who had the same mission. Why reinvent the wheel? So we work with hundreds of groups. We work with the Civil Air Patrol, which is the auxiliary of the Air Force, and they raise, through our programs, they raise a million dollars a year for their programs to teach kids character. Um, VFWs, American Legions, DAR, um, other 501c3s that are struggling. Um, use, we have a program where a $15 wreath is sponsored and $5 goes back to that organization as they help us with, with their uh, mission. And all of those groups can be found at org as well. And, as, you know, people going out this weekend and, and celebrate and just, you know, celebrate and be happy, but we are the guardians of freedom. So we can't take our eye off the ball of what makes us a good country and how we need to preserve it for the next generation. Well, we really appreciate everything, Karen. And uh, we'll go ahead and tweet out a link and post to readsacrossamerica.org, okay? Super. Thank you so much. Have a happy Independence Day, okay? Same to you. Thanks Bye-bye. so much. Real good cause. If you can, five, ten, fifteen dollars. Like you said, they have the five and fifteen dollar contribution. Well, if I want to put send a couple a more in. Um, you can do that through there as well. You can, yeah. Five cent. I could mail them a wreath. Oh, if you want to mail them a wreath. No, I, I actually I don't know. I shouldn't speak for them. Maybe you can. Maybe they will take your donation. Maybe from you. I mean, Where, a future member of Congress I, and all. I'm, thank you. You know. Thank you. I was. I was actually. I. Well, I'm fascinated. I'm going to search around their website to see where where the wreaths come from. Oh, that's you know, a good, that's a really good I mean, question. Thousands of wreaths, right? I mean, they, these, there's not like yes, there's a wreath tree, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got to get them from someplace. They're not just yeah, you got to manufacture it or whatever. So interesting. Uh, but the Gary Neath, uh, Sinise Foundation, the Travis Mannon Foundation, America's Mighty Warriors, the Main Troop Greeters and Museum, honor and remember, all at. Uh, readsacrossamerica.org readsacrossamerica.org if you can donate Gary Sinise is pretty interesting cat you know he has the band too the lieutenant band Dan yes he does and he also has magic legs (laughs) he had he doesn't still have them 
No, it wasn't, wasn't real. Magic legs. Magic legs. That's such an awesome scene. <laughs> such an awesome scene. How do you not love that? Magic so much fun. Legs. I'm shocked they haven't made a, uh, a sequel to that. You know, there is a uh, book, because that was a book. I think there's a sequel uh, already written as far as the book goes, but they haven't made the movie version. Or they were working on it. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know they were at least working on it. It's uh, it's been long enough. Let's move on. Although Hollywood has no new ideas, so it'll be out next year. Well, yeah, because they've... In fact, Jeffy and I were talking the uh, Enforcer. Uh, the Equalizer. <clears throat> the Equalizer. The 80s equalizer. TV show. It'll yeah. be messing with my man. It's like Denzel. Uh, I didn't realize that he that they had already made that, and this is the second one. I just saw it advertised. They're calling it looks good. EQ2. It looks good. EQ2 looks really good. And, and, and I, like, I love Denzel. Okay. He can roll, do these roles asleep. Um, he's so good. And that was um, obviously a make of a TV show. And then I saw at the movies yesterday advertising uh, the preview for a remake of A Star is Born. Yes. With uh, uh, Lady Gaga and uh, the dude uh, from... Uh, ah! Yes, from the Hangover. I think that's already out. It, it is. Uh, it's, no, it's out. Right. It's it coming comes out. out. It comes out this week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who's Who's the guy from Bradley Cooper? Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, this movie is going to be gargantuan. It's going to be huge. It will be huge. Regardless and so is how much? How much did Streisand's movie and Chris it was, it was big at the gargantuan, time? Gargantuan, right? Yeah. But Lady Gaga's career has not been doing so well recently. She hasn't had a lot of hits out in the last couple of years. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Gaga's been done okay. Are you kidding me? No, she's not. She's she's been doing American Horror Story, but I mean, like her singing career. I don't know. She's the, that. She's she a did, Super Bowl a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, that was that, a few that, years ago. But that that was just this, you know, hawker wears that she already had. But right? my she point, hasn't come out with any new. She is. Really this will reinvigorate. Yeah. This will put her to a whole new level because she'll show some acting chops, additional. But I didn't realize she was doing American Horror Story. Did you know she was doing that? No, I did not. How many episodes she been on? She a regular, or is that like a many different? Because I'm not really familiar with it. I heard that when a star is born, that's what it's called, right? Yeah, I heard that was a really, really, really good movie. Oh no, stop it! That's what I heard. I heard it was stop a great movie. It. Okay, but it's Bradley Cooper and they're singing and there's he thinks it's stop. Okay, that's a little two, much. She did a I couple seasons that. of uh, American Horror. I yeah, think Bradley Cooper singing's a little too far. I do agree with that. You do? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. He's, it's just not him, I feel like. But, I mean, if he has the ability. A lot yeah, of these actors the ability, and actresses yeah. can sing as well. They could do so much more because they're just so talented. <laughs> Many cannot. Like uh, Piers Brosnan when he was in Mamma Mia. And he's taking the trident. and you can see the veins in his neck. It's so not oh, good. What are you talking about? He was my, terrible. I remember my mother loving that stupid movie. I mean, loving it. Mama Mia is it was a is a fun show. And it's just because it's a movie. What did you go see yesterday? Yesterday was uh, Jurassic Park World. Jurassic whatever. World. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that this week. Big fun. Did you see it? Yeah. I I was, was never okay. really into those. I love and whatever. Them. I love them, but but was, I thought this was a fun movie. It was it was fun. No, it wasn't as good as the first world. Uh, I but they that. set it up for uh, oh, there's some there's some stuff coming in the future yeah. that could be yes. really cool. Yeah, they set it up for more. My son wanted to see it. He's in town visit. I said, okay, sure, I'll see. Don't love those, but yeah, and it was it was a fun ride. Yeah, a good time. Uh, if you're looking to make a little extra side cash, I may have an idea for you, and we're I all am. kind of struggling I've, for this. 
earth water. Is it going to get me in jail or anything? Oh, uh, earth water. Oh, no, that's not fine. Well, with it depends that. on what you're doing with the earth water. But uh, their plan to make you some extra cash, not going to do you, not going to get you in jail. Okay, Nothing good. illegal here. Good. You could become an earth water affiliate. This is really a cool thing because unlike some of the other direct marketing models, when, when you sign up for it, there is so little required of you and doing very little is awesome. Yes, it is. And um, it's an easy pathway to success. It's a weekly 40% commission, and all you're really doing is becoming an evangelist. You're just telling people about it. You're their marketing arm. You don't have to lug around boxes of earth water, 400 different samples. You don't have to buy a kit, you know, uh, that's $400 to begin. Well, if you want to sell our knives, you got to buy the knife kit. It's only $25,000, and you'll have these. The only way they're making money is off of selling to you. You know what I mean? Earthwater's not like that. You know it's a great product. You've tried it. We've told you about it. If you haven't tried it, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's awesome. But all you're really doing is sharing the information, telling people about it, your friends and family, and you give them your unique ID link, and then you get the 40% weekly commission on what people buy, what your customers buy. Earthwater will pay you for that, and there's... There's no responsibility for shipping. It's all handled through Amazon. The order goes to them. Boom, they ship it out. It's free shipping and handling for your customers. There's no uh, monthly minimum. You don't have, oh, you didn't sell 14 bottles this month, so it's going to cost you. You're on the hook for it. None of that. Um, There's no required auto ship. None of that. It's incredibly easy turnkey business opportunity. It pays a 40% commission. So maybe you can go large on this. And maybe you're making thousands of dollars, you know, a week down the road. That would be incredible. But hey, maybe you're just looking to make a couple of extra hundred bucks a month to pay for your car payment or something. Excellent. That's probably pretty doable. Just go to the uh, blaze.teamearthwater.com. The blaze.teamearthwater.com. The blaze.teamearthwater.com. Sign up today and you will reserve your position in the network marketing tree when they officially launch this program coming up in just a couple of months. The blaze.teamearthwater.com. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Because uh, HR said we had to. So, it's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Brian Ross out at ABC. Goodbye. Have a nice day. See you later, Brian. Is... Take care. I don't know. Why, why would you want to be a journalist and pretend you're unbiased? I don't. I don't. I, I don't. It's a, it would be a challenge to me to say, okay, I'm biased and I'm a journalist, so I am going to challenge myself to make sure I'm painstakingly unbiased. You know what I mean? I would, I don't get, I guess they're just, they feel like they've got a greater good by manipulating it or something. Is that it? Okay, I guess so. Yeah. They're pr- providing what they, hey, I guess. Brian Rossi's out. Um, apparently he had the misreporting last year about Trump and finally he's out. I don't know what took so long. Maybe it was a contract thing. But he's out. Brian Ross was the one that during the Dark Knight shooting in Aurora, Colorado. Remember that one? Yes, I do. At the movie theater. The the shooter was James Holmes. The guy with the crazy eyes and the red hair. 
Remember him? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, um, Brian Ross the next morning, because it happened late at night, Colorado time. So they're getting on Good Morning America type thing. He's there and he goes, uh, we don't have much on it, but we do have his name. It's James Holmes. Uh, there is a Tea Party member, local Tea Party, <laughs> named James Holmes. Right. <clears throat> that was him. He, it ended up having no connection to pol- politics whatsoever. None of it. They didn't go, hey, you know, there is a member. Well, Antifa wasn't around, but as a leftist group or any, uh, none of it. He just went right to it and threw that out there. Incredibly bad reporting to even suggest it. And he didn't care. No, he didn't care. So that's your level of bias. A newspaper reporter in Massachusetts just resigned after falsely claiming in a tweet that the gunman in that newsroom shooting in Maryland, Annapolis, Maryland last Mm -hmm. week was wearing a MAGA hat. And now he's Wait. resigned because he falsely reported that a guy was wearing a MAGA hat. He like while it was going out, um, he put that out there. His name is Connor Barry. He tweeted his company immediately made him take that down because it you know wasn't proven anything like that. And uh, he tweeted out yesterday, folks, my 21 year old career as a journalist, a fancy term that makes my skin crawl, frankly. Come to a screeching halt yesterday with one stupid, regrettable tweet. Can't take it back. Wish I could. My sincere apologies to all good, hardworking reporters and to POTUS supporters. Okay. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's... Okay. It seems fairly sincere. Yeah, it Good for him. Here's the problem. We don't know if he reported that because he was like, son of a bitch, I knew it. He damned Donald Trump people... Or if he got uh, overzealous, had heard something, somebody reported, wanted to be the first to break it and, and put it out there. Everybody wants to feel like they're the first in today's world. You got to be the first. Got to be first. And then found out, nope, it was oh, wrong. No. In the past, it was, I shouldn't have reported that. I was overzealous. And that was it. I was. I don't know. Right. Have, have we ever have we ever run across a time and and maybe maybe we maybe we have right. from time to time, but rarely is there a time when you're mad at yourself for not tweeting something. For not tweeting, yeah, for not tweeting, not being first. That's true. You kind of you're, you're, you're kind of mad at yourself. Ah, I knew it. I should. But there's been a first. lot of times where you're mad that you shouldn't have. You're like, ah, uh, right. I that's what I'm saying. Gotta number or, one. Gotta be number one. Gotta be number one. Oh crap. Okay. So. With Brian Ross, I think there's clearly a bias, a whole Tea Party thing. He's multiple things on his track, you know, in his oh, career yeah. where it's like, you. I see a pattern here. This guy, I don't know. Maybe he's had other things. Maybe he hasn't. But I feel bad for people who make a simple mistake for being yes. overzealous. You just wanted to, wanted to get it out there and you put it out. Maybe that's what he is. But at least it was a nice tweet and uh, apology. And... He apologized to POTUS yeah, supporters. Absolutely. That was a nice little twist this to that. So I wish him well, and I hope he gets it together. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. We've done good work here this morning, even off the air, when Jeffy and I realized uh, something that more people really need to realize, and that is there is a fine line between 
fondness and fetish. Thank you. I think that, go, that and it should go without saying. But people don't realize no, that. No, they don't. They have right? to be told that. So we're I mean, here for you. People like certain things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, it all got started because of Lady Gaga. She is not hot, by the way. Yeah, which just of course she is. She is not hot. She you is. and one of the, who was it? Uh, who's that guy? Rob? Bill. Bill, Rob, yeah, whatever. Goes, goes by the name of Bill. He, uh, he goes, Lady Gaga is hot. And I went, she is not Well, he hot. was referring to her in American Horror Story. Right. He was saying that she her is not character hot. in American Horror There's Story hot. as the vampire was super hot, which I... I'm looking forward to seeing. By the way, I'm disappointed that mm-hmm. I that I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I don't. I, it, I she's not unattractive. I'll give you that. She's okay. She was not unattractive. I, I just got done showing huh? you her romping through her yoga video. Um, I didn't see that. I'm a married man. Oh, you know? yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that's fine. But um, I mean, she's not unattractive. But do you, you think she's hot? I think she's pretty good looking. Okay. Yeah. So then Jeffy and I realized there's, uh, and I oh. said, I said to him, I go, she's not hot. You know, she's not Asian. Oh, I never. <laughs> Which is the, the fact that the, the running gag is that I have yellow fever. When my wife and I first started dating, I may have mentioned this before. We were just kind of dating a little bit. We'd only got a, gone out a couple times. And she goes, so have you ever, you ever dated anybody Asian? And I said, no. And she goes, good. Because there's this whole fetish thing for, for Asian people. So I answered correctly. I was able to think on my feet, quick on my feet. I was like, what am I supposed to answer? Can't be yes. No. no, they no. Never, the answer is never yes. And of course, me, shave and a haircut. You give me a setup, I think of all the jokes, too. Right. So I got to come up with the right, right. answer, which I actually had. Right, because but, I would have, my answer would have been, well, I don't consider them dates. Could you define <laughs> dating? Do you think? Or, or this would have been a good answer that went through my head too. No, but I've always wanted yeah. to. <laughs> you know, not until now. Not until now. <laughs> right? There's so many good jokes out there. Whatever. And then we realized that there is a fine line between fetish and fondness. Right. Everybody likes. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Everybody likes something. So whether it's blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, uh, African-American, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Everybody has something that they like. That doesn't make it bad. Well, and that's then you get into the whole racism thing. So let's say I say, you know what? I only like dating Asian people. Okay. Okay. That doesn't necessarily make it a fetish. Just like you find people like that more attractive. You can tell yourself that. That's okay. Right. Let's say I say I only want to date white people. Okay, it's it not racist. It's not racist. It's not a fetish. It's just like I find them more attractive. Black, same, whatever. But if you put that out there in today's world, you say no. that people are going to have way Absolutely. racial trouble with it. Absolutely. And it and can have. Go, and it'll go either way. Yeah. So if I say, yeah, I'm not dating any black woman. Are you crazy? I only like white women. Boom, crazy, racist. How dare you? But if I say I only date the sisters. I'm not dating the white women. They would say that's racist as well. Well, especially since you called them sisters. Well, I like them, so I can call them no, sister. No, if if you're fond uh, of them, I only date the say, sisters. The Why sister? are you calling them sisters? Because you're the brothers and the sisters. Everyone know that. Everyone's got that. That's oh, fine. Thank you, Whitey. <laughs> a sister. No, sure, I understand, Whitey. But how can it be a racist and hateful if I say I like them? Like when they say, that's, that's what's so BS it about cultural just, appropriation. It just is. 
how it just is. And how, you know it. When they've come up with cultural appropriation, this is the nonsense. If I say I like black food and black women and uh, sisters and brothers and <laughs> black culture. That's it right there. That's what? the whole point right what there. What are you talking? It's the sisters and the brothers that's thing saying. that pushes it over the <laughs> what line. What are you talking about? I that like them. Yeah. If I like their culture, it's not racist. If I said I don't like the sisters and brothers, if I said I don't like the black folk, you know, the white guy, then that would be racist uh, because I'm saying I don't like them. And by the way, is that even racist? Because you know what? People like and dislike certain yes, things. They do. You and know? It's okay to not like black people. It's not okay to not like the sisters and brothers. <laughs> what is wrong with that's that? The, that's the racist. But that pushes it over the line. I'm sure there are plenty of sisters and brothers in the audience that are getting my back right now. They're going, you, you, you go, Doc. You know, no, there's nobody in there. I think there's they're there standing in solidarity. No, Once no, I do not. the black power fist in a minute, they'll they'll definitely be, they'll be down with me. Side. Yeah. Absolutely. That's okay. the only thing missing. I'm going to tweet out a picture of me standing in solidarity. Yeah. They know. I'm not racist, sister. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. About? If I said I don't like them, then we'd have a problem. So, fine line. <laughs> there's also a fine line between stalking and following. You're telling me? A fine line right there. It's easy to cross one into the other. You might be a dedicated stalker really putting the time in. And then you've kind of slacked off and you're really just following around. Between peeping Tom and someone just happened to be looking at a window. Right, exactly. I, mean, I, I just, just happened to be at that window at that particular walking, moment oh, I'm in a neighborhood that a I have no business being I'm in. I'm walking down a sidewalk and I happen to, oh my gosh, there. Oh, look at what's going on in that, in that house with the shades open. And I, oh, that's not... I have to be there. Part. Let's say I'm just happen to be standing on a ladder in a neighborhood <laughs> that I don't live in, having just happened to be walking down the street. I mean, as an example, as, a, as an example, yeah. that's those things happen. So fine lines. Hey, if you're interested in financial freedom, <laughs> and I know I am, here's an opportunity for you to learn some information that may lead to financial stability and freedom. And it uh, ties into a free seminar and free is good. So you're starting with free. To get information about financial freedom. That's always good. Seminars being hosted by our buddy Glenn Beck. Is he your buddy? Do you consider him your buddy? Does he consider you his buddy? He might not consider me. Okay, good. He's uh, hosting this free online investment training broadcast. It's a special that's going to be very uh, valuable to you because it has to do with cryptocurrency and the technology of blockchain. Glenn has talked about this for several years now. He's had experts on the air. Even Tika, who is from the Palm Beach uh, Letter, who is hosting this webinar with Glenn. It's BeckCryptoShow.com. You can register now for free. It's a free event. BeckCryptoCurrency.com. Now, Tika is going to lay out some uh, tech. what is it? When is it? Is it Beck Crypto Show or? I said currency, did I? BeckCryptoShow.com. Okay. I, so I was just up. typing it in and you said it different. I know because it's like triggered when you say crypto, you want to put currency with it? No, do you? I do. Okay. But it's BeckCryptoShow.com. It's coming up July 19th. Tika is going to lay out uh, information on the history of blockchain, how it works. Uh, kind of lay it out in layman's terms so, term, so you understand it a little bit as well. But he's also going to spotlight a few cryptocurrencies that you might want to invest in that he believes are going to be successful down the road. And you'll get the uh, official training that's very exclusive. This guy understands how it works. He's been in for a long time. And exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. BeckCryptoShow.com. Nice. Register for free. There's a lot of good information on this. Educate yourself. Why not take the course? 
Right? You want to know I'm about it? Reserving anyways. my spot as reserve we your spot. BetCryptoShow.com. I guarantee you, this technology is going to be around for a long time and will be used somewhat, at least somewhat, in the future of investing. How much remains to be seen? All of these cryptocurrencies could go away. All of them could stick around. There could be some that stay. We don't know, but we know the technology is sound. Educate yourself today at BeckCryptoShow.com. Speaking of income, the push for a mincome, a minimum income is out there once again. Once again. And the latest pushing it is Richard Branson, the billionaire, and also uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates and and Elon Musk still, you know, Elon Musk is a big believer in uh, the possibility of having to do that because of the, uh, uh, because of the AI movement. I Um, am not in favor of a mincome. Uh, supported by not. the government, and Jeff not. Fisher is uh, a communist and uh, absolutely supports it. <laughs> if done right, which I uh, let, uh, let me uh, uh, let's just go here. <laughs> here it comes. I believe here it comes. Here it comes. Here I it believe that yes, we're going to need a income. All right. To, Would you uh, first explain what a income is? Gradually uh, live, and for people to survive and be able to be able to at least put food on your table. Okay, in the future, it doesn't. That's not going to stop you from earning more mm-hmm. than the basic income uh, given to you mm-hmm. from the government. That doesn't mean, you, but you can you can leave it there. You could live in a in a room this size, mm-hmm. making your whatever it is we decide is the minimum income, and be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Or you could make more, have another job, and make more money. But to do it right. You're going to have to get rid of all the other plans, all the other, you know, welfare, welfare, food stamps, uh, whatever, whatever other plans we have that are assist people mm-hmm. in in living, food, money, whatever, whatever it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. has to go away. Okay, and they will never allow that to happen because they will feel like they're getting. They'll feel like they're never getting any of that back. You know, they're not making it back with the when you say they'll feel we're going to take it away, but we're going to be giving you a check for this amount every month. They won't. They won't equate. They're the not two. going to see the right. two. They'll only see the takeaway. So there's no way that we would be able to afford doing it unless we take away all the other stuff, mm-hmm. right? And, and and obviously, there's going to be plenty of arguments saying that we wouldn't be able to afford it anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think that we had a better chance to afford it and a better chance to your, lay it out in the future if we get rid of every, you know, wipe the slate clean. Right. And then everybody gets a certain amount. What is your reason for believing that it will be needed in the future? Because of tech technology? Yes. That the jobs will not be there. Yes. And, and they're already saying, look, they, uh, you know, Elon and, uh, and Richard Branson are saying, look, there's going to be, you know, uh, a time where you're going to end up here in a while where you're going to end up working three days a week mm-hmm. and not working four days a week. Um, you know, so and, and because we will not need man hours. Correct. We will, have AI will, hours. will not be available. Okay. There's plenty of businesses that are trying to uh, incorporate the robotic services with their employees. But, uh, you know, the businesses, those businesses are doing well uh, with online sales. But if they start to suffer, who goes first, the the uh, computer or uh, the robot or the human? I, if I'm the business, I the, the human goes right. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's just the way it is. Now, 
uh, you know, Bill Gates. I find it interesting. Bill let, me, Gates. let me share you a couple of quotes. So Bill Gates has supported this. He said, certainly we can look forward to the idea that vacations will be longer at some point. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going with Bill. I read this from Bill and I'm like, Bill, there's a difference between vacation and not working. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. to Bill, uh-huh. if he doesn't have to do anything, oh, it's a vacation. Right. right uh-huh. But if you and I have to be off for four days, that no, that's just because we're off right. doesn't mean, oh, it's a vacation. No, no. It's, oh. it, it means so uh, it's an opportunity for us not to make any money. Right, exactly. I may have, yeah, may have a paid vacation at work, some time correct. off, or time off, unless it's paid, is not a vacation. That's correct. Yeah. That's, that's it's just me time going, off. oh my gosh, I need money. <laughs> which is where, which gets me to believing that we'll need that, the, the basic income, that, that men come. Mm-hmm. Okay? It gets me to that. But look, you're never going to get a perfect thing. You're never going to get a perfect thing. System. I'm just going to keep structure. saying that over and over again. What is going? That's what unbelievable. Is going on? I, I have absolutely no idea, but I'm not necessarily. I've got female coworkers in the next room rubbing each other down. I don't I know what's know going on. I, I'm sorry, but it I, was it was like the shoulder on. Okay, this is just. I hope you filmed that. You know what? Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. I don't need I, to see that in I the am, office. I am. I'm really, I'm really offended by seeing this in the and office. Triggered, so am I. That something like I'm this. I'm really saying take that to cover here. me in case my little comments get out of hand. But I was bothered by this. <laughs> anyway, I'm officially on record. I was troubled by this. Uh, I, All right, back to the income. <laughs> so throw me off. Um, if you, which is why we're going to need it, because people are going to be really struggling, and if they don't, if if you have, don't give them an opportunity to at least survive. And that's all. That's all I'm saying is that I'm not saying we're gonna everybody get everybody gets a hundred thousand dollars a year, and that's the way it goes. No, but everyone does need enough to at least live in an apartment. And I know, I know that's what it sounds like, but it's just it's going to have to happen. Otherwise, you're going to have some kind of you're going to have uproar that is unnecessary if we could just make sure that everybody was able to be fed. I just I, I don't even know if a income is sustainable. I don't even know if you could actually do that and have people get the necessities that they, that they need. That's redundant. But if they can get those necessities, I don't know, economically speaking, if you could actually do it. Um, I'm not convinced that, that we need it, even with AI. I think that there will be jobs that will replace. I know um, people have said this forever. I can't uh, deny the, the past where they've said, oh, robotics in manufacturing, and we don't have manufacturing those same manufacturing jobs, but we have other ones. Now, the unskilled jobs have been hit hard. There'll be plenty of and, jobs. There'll be plenty of jobs uh, that are going to go away. Yeah, but you're right. There's also going to be plenty of jobs that are going to be needed, right? Mm-hmm. But those jobs that won't necessarily, if if you're still making a decent wage and working three days, three or four days out of the seven days a week, um, okay, then maybe your days off are a vacation. Bill Gates, but other than that, I, I don't know if you're going to do that. Plenty of companies are trying to integrate that, and again, some companies are actually saying, "Look, uh, the, the the one company I saw a story on um, Box, I think I think it was mm-hmm. they uh, their deal is is that they told their employees, look, we're going to be doing all this um, uh, computer aided work,' right. and we're going to bring these computers in, but we're going to train you to do other things. Your job is safe." Your job, your employment 
is safe. Is safe. Mm-hmm. You'll be, I'll rephrase that. Your employment is safe. We're going to train you to do other jobs. Okay. Around the AI. Okay. okay. That's fine. Yeah, it is. But again, but the their income, business also, is doing good. Yeah, but I also right? feel so like when a, the business starts going bad, who goes first? Yeah, but I also feel like when the, it comes to a mincome, you get in the same argument when it comes to a uh, minimum wage. You get in the same argument where the price just goes up. These companies are just going to, okay, we're paying more in taxes to cover this stuff, and it becomes cyclical. Well, the argument, uh, the debate against that would be that the goods are cheaper because of the uh, because of robotics that that won't happen. Well, you, you would have to limit what the companies can make then because they'll just raise more money. They'll, well, they'll still point, want to raise more point, money. At some point. See, that's the reason I'm not sure. <laughs> that, that was just saying that's, that ends up failure. Richard uh, Branson said, was asked by an interviewer, what do you think those in positions of power should do to address social problems like income inequality? He said, a basic income should be introduced in Europe and America. It's a disgrace to see people sleeping on the streets with this material wealth all around them. I think with AI coming along, there needs to be a basic income. Well, hold on there a second, sport. Before we even get to the basic income, let's address that first thing you said there. A basic income. It's a disgrace to see people sleeping on the streets with this material wealth all around them. Let's see here. You first, Dick. Yeah. You know who has a lot of material wealth all around them? Richard Branson. Yes, he does. And yet he sees people sleeping on the street and find it is it is a disgrace. Yes, he does. How about, uh, How about handing little, out some maybe sandwiches? Maybe he does. You know, maybe he does. Uh, maybe, he probably maybe he does, does a whole lot. Does he still have a lot of material wealth around him that is disproportionate? Well, of course he does. Then shut the hell up. I find it outrageous that the people saying this are the people that could just hand out the stuff. And they probably do. If they still have a disproportionate amount. all away? If When you're preaching socialist ideas, yes, absolutely. You absolutely should before you say it. So you always have two types of people. You either have poor people saying absolutely socialism because they just want free stuff, and I get it. Right. Then you got people at the other end, the Richard Bransons out there, the Bill Gates who are the wealthiest men on the planet, saying, it's just a shame people don't have more. I think the government should give people more money, more stuff because I don't want to. Why don't you do it? Well, you know, I'm willing to pay more. Fine, pay more. Again, your tax code is a, is a minimum. It's, right. the, can... it's the minimum that you have to pay. The legal minimum. So you could pay more. Yeah, Bill Gates still. But you're takes, not supposed to pay less. Yeah, Bill Ducks, uh, Bill Gates still takes tax deductions. So does Richard Branson. That was oh, the big thing build. with Warren Buffett. Right. Warren right, Buffett right. was all over. I'll pay more money. He took all kinds of tax breaks. Well, of course he did. Millions of dollars. Of course he did. Why he not gets, just not take those? And that was the big deal about him. Uh, you know, his his secretary or making less than his secretary or whatever, because that he his salary is different from what he's making. It's tax from his differently. Investments. Right. Yes. Yeah, his salary was low, but tax the same as hers. Meanwhile, she had different. So, all right, let me get a break in. This is the Morning Blaze. You're waking up to the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. It's not offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. 
right, now that Jeffy's gone full socialist here, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> I just believe that people are going to need the help, and why not have a plan in place? Okay. We're going to need to talk why, about these why things. Why don't they just... So what are they going to need money for? Food? Go out and grow some food. Where are they going to grow food, Doc? Don't be silly. What do you think? They have don't land. They have land. Grow some. You could grow tomatoes in your house. I've seen the tipsy turvy, topsy turvy thing. Yes, I've seen it thing. too. And you can put it outside your window and see a little flow of Look, tomatoes. You got tomatoes done. Look, You're good. You got lycopene. What do you want? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Richard Branson also said, it's a disgrace uh, to see people uh, with all the material wealth. He said, I think with AI coming along, there needs to be a basic income. I think AI will result in there being less hours in the day that people are going to need to work. Three days work week, four day work weeks. Uh, He said, uh, then we're going to need companies trying to entertain people during those four days and help people make sure that they're paid a decent amount of money for much shorter work time. So there it is. If people need entertainment, then... Then you create jobs in the entertainment world. So what you're saying is, you know, okay, More entertainers. people will need to be entertained. Right. But mm-hmm. if they don't have the money, just because they have the opportunity. No, they also will work in the entertainment business. There'll be more entertainment jobs because there are more people that need entertain. And boom, you're back at it. So you're good to go. Last year, he said, with the acceleration of AI and other new technology, the world is changing fast. A lot of exciting new inventions are going to be created, which will generate a lot of opportunities and a lot of wealth. So there you got wealth. If you're creating the wealth, those people have money to, to buy those things. Okay. Am I wrong? No, you're right, Doc. 100%. You're right. We'll just let people go hit the streets and... Feel useless. No, they're going to work frustra- in the entertainment become, industry. Become frustrated. They're going to work in the entertainment and industry. and holler and yell and scream because they don't have anything. And they'll okay. just want to take, take, take. Instead of an opportunity to at least give them a little something to help them ease the pain and maybe become more creative. In the entertainment industry. How much should people get? I don't know, Doc. Ballpark it. I don't know. Let's see, if you tell me if it's enough, I may be in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you think it'd be? I don't know. I was just twenty five hundred a month? I probably somewhere in that. Is that free housing too, or that's gone away? If we're gonna need to be able to uh mm-hmm. shh, clean house, right? You got right. clean house on all the other free right. stuff. Right. That also includes housing? Stuff. Yeah, it's gonna have everything, right? So twenty five hundred that's not a lot. But the but that free housing, while it won't be free, it's not going to be uh it's not gonna be through the roof. I mean, we'll mandate how much you can We'll mandate how much it is. Okay, I was going to wonder how you were getting that, getting I mean, that we'll, map We'll regulate how much you can That's fine, as long as I get that part. Okay, good. As long as we're in agreement there. Got that. Okay. All right, we're going to break in. Tell us what you've learned easy. along the way with the hashtag, what I learned today. At Jeffy MRA. Yeah, you'll want to tweet him quite a bit. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. So easy. 
So Mordecai was a little upset at me today. A little upset. Because yesterday, I failed to do my due diligence about Patriot Mobile. <clears throat> but Patriot Mobile has this amazing deal going on right now that I was supposed to tell people of. And it was my fault. I did not. Which I admit. So Patriot, uh, so Mordecai comes in and he's like, oh, what's going on? You screwed this up yesterday and you're causing me all these problems, blah, blah, blah. Which he doesn't realize I'm not all that concerned about causing him problems or not. I mean, I'm concerned about Patriot Wait, Mobile because I like what? the folks, but Mordecai, I'm not concerned. So that was early this morning. He's Plus, like, whenever something like that happens, the uh, the surrounding entourage mm-hmm. of people. Oh, and it's like PTS reports. It's never ending. Right, exactly. It's like, I got it. I know, because Chris told me yesterday, then Mordecai told me, and I got another email, and it's like, okay, okay I got, I got it. it. All right, fine. Got, got it. it. Right. So, yes, okay, I know. I just forgot to put the cover in the PTS report. Got it. Or is it TPS report? Yes. TPS. Anyway, so Mordecai tells me this morning, first thing when I get in, it starts with a blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I got it. So yep, you're already on the it. downward. He's already on the downward slide because he's like the, he's got to t- be the the first person the next day after. To hit enough. me with Enough. Right, right. So then multiple times throughout the show, he's like, you know, don't forget your Patreon mobile's coming up and don't forget to tell him about that great deal. And I'm like, okay, I got it. I, got it. I know. I'm never. So he comes in again. He goes, Do you have a Patriot Mobile? He goes, he goes, That's, you have to tell him about Patriot Mobile still, right? That's the next one. Don't forget, whatever. And I go, What? I go, He goes, The new script. And I go, That's for today, too? I thought that was just yesterday. Yesterday. Though. He goes, Yes, it's for today, too. <laughs> today, the same script. We did that supposed to be yesterday. He goes, I don't know. And I was like, Oh, man, I know. He goes, oh, You're killing me, man. You're killing me. You're killing me. So You're killing easy. yourself. So Just much take fun. it easy. So it is uh, an amazing deal, and I really should have Are told you, you about it yesterday. Tell us about it or what? Yeah, I am because uh, had I anybody was listening yesterday and didn't listen today, they're missing out because uh, Patriot Mobile uh, is covering no, your switching. Around, right? If they were listening yesterday, they're missing out. They're missing out. Yes, to, giving them the deal to, today. Yeah, that's right. If they listen today and not yesterday, thank you. Anyway. Uh, Patriot Mobile is covering the switching uh, and the installation fees and all that stuff. The contract credit up to $1,500 per account when you join. Boom. Wait, what? They will cover contact uh, credit, uh, installment fees, your switching, all of those things, whatever. They'll give you a credit up to $1,500 when you join. You said that yesterday. I didn't say that yesterday. Yeah, you did. Did I say that yesterday? I remember hearing the $1,500. I don't think I said it yesterday. I want to replay the commercial. If they're oh giving, my god, don't start that again. It, oh my god, I want to hear the oh, commercial because Chris Cruz was uh, was frantic yesterday, going, "Hey, I got an e- he's on vacation. I got an email. Did you know?" And I go, "No, I didn't do the fifteen hundred dollars." He goes, "I've been listening to the commercials, so people have been listening to the commercials from yesterday. Pretty sure I, I want to hear the commercials from yesterday. I don't think I did. I think you did." Well, it's a great deal regardless. Fourth of July is, of course, Independence Day. It's time for you to declare your independence from big mobile companies that are, of course, just progressive. Break free from big mobile's hidden fees, line charges, the complicated pricing. Have you seen the pricing on the mobile company? I have. Oh, my. I like when it just says, like, other charges. Other charges. So you got uh, your, here's your uh, your phone because you're paying for that. So we're going to hook you up right here. What, what the deal is now is that. Yeah, what do you uh, got? So this phone right here. I just right. want you to know this particular phone mm-hmm. that I have in my what hand right the, here. Mm-hmm. This is the last phone mm-hmm. that I'm allowed to actually purchase. Oh, yeah. For the company. Mm-hmm. Through mm-hmm. the company. Okay. Mm-hmm. From now on, mm-hmm. it will be a yearly lease payment. Right. 
All right, so every year I'm able to upgrade. Right, but but you're, you're, not, I, you're not going to get the phone. So you got you're just going to pay the monthly fee. Right. So you got your lease, right, and that's a fee, and then you got your uh, your coverage, your coverage charge. Right. There, you see that. Then you'll see like taxes, fees, whatever. Then you see the Obama phone uh, fees. It's it's called. Uh, has a fancy government name. It goes back to Reagan administration even. When it started, it was just cable and then your lines. Right, right, right. Whatever right. it's called, there's that. And then you'll see like other charges sometimes. Other. You'll see like four, 48 others. cents other charges. and st- What? What's others? What is that? Well, eh, it's complicated, whatever. They get rid of all those hidden fees and line charges, the complicated pricing, and start celebrating simplicity with Patriot Mobile where pricing is simple, it's straightforward, and they will hook you up. Covers That uh, $1,500 credit covers all those things, but the best part is a portion of each Patriot Mobile member's bill contributes a vital donation to conservative organizations that fight for our freedom. This month, you can enjoy, to, enjoy a Motorola E4 or an E4 Plus smartphone, 4 bucks a month. Come on, man. I love it. Save over 40% on terrific uh, water-resistant phones. Perfect for the summer. That's what the E4 is. Is that it? Are you familiar oh, with the okay. E4? No. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, bring about that conservative change. Independence has never sounded so liberating as it does with Patriot Mobile. Don't wait. This offer is only available while supplies last. Make the switch today by calling 800-APATRIOT or visiting patriotmobile.com slash doc. Again, 800-APATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash doc. So switch if I today. switch to Patriot Mobile today, mm-hmm. they're going to give me a deal. They're going to pay for my... The past, all the BS you got to pay off and whatever, $1,500 per account. Up to fifteen. Up to fifteen per this, account. I want to hear the spot from yesterday because I swear to God, you still mentioned the fifteen hundred. I don't think I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I gar- I guarantee somewhere in that spot or around that spot, you mentioned the fifteen hundred bucks. I don't think so, but okay. Have you listened? I have not. Okay, because I'm telling you. But here's the I funny thing. remember hearing regardless fifteen hundred bucks. You may not have. I, uh-huh. I want to hear it because you may not have uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, read the line exactly. Exactly, because uh-huh. I remember thinking, "Well, that's a, that's a, lot. a good deal." Yeah, here's the funny: just by you saying that, you have just regardless of it, you have heaped stress on every employee that had the email huh. meltdowns yesterday huh. and Mordecai. Huh. I'm gonna have to go back and listen again. I'm not sure if I did, huh. and if it's not, the, listen to the surround. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to the talk up. <laughs> I guarantee it's in there. How many times did we do it yesterday? Twice? I think four times. Yesterday? I'm just saying that because they're like, oh my gosh, there was two other times that we didn't listen to the commercial back. <laughs> I, I I know you. Did. I, was, I, I I would bet. I, I'm betting money right now. I think you're misunderstood. You're misinformed. But okay. We'll find out. Anyway, sign up today, patreonmobile.com slash doc. You'll be really happy you did. It's a great company, great coverage, great service. Uh, Jeff Fisher Sarah's has some Sarah's sort of concern with... Uh, Sarah's only in the other room right now going, oh, I hate these ass. Well, I hate these jackasses. Uh, you wanted to comment on the opioid crisis? Oh, my gosh. Doc, you know we're in an opioid crisis. Okay, yeah. Right? I mean, yes. I mean, there is an opioid crisis in America. It's certainly covered well in the media, and there are a lot People of politicians. People are dying and be overdosing well, like there are a crazy. Couple of, a couple of senators and congressmen that have really gone crazy with this. Uh, okay. Rob, Rob Portman of Ohio, I know, is crazy in the opioid There's thing. several states that yeah. have gone completely overboard. Maddening. Where, I mean, you, you can't, you can barely get a prescription. Well, well, and anything, let me okay? pause and say, not, 
not only have they gone overboard with that, they've also gone overboard with their politicians. The reason I brought up Portman and some of the others is that they were holding up other federal legislation saying, unless we get an opioid payment to help battle in our state, that we're not going to do we're this. not going to do this thing. Right. This has been an issue. They've told President Trump this when it came when it came to the Obamacare deal. Oh, that's right. All of this stuff. So, okay, yes, uh, there is an right, opioid so, crisis. I mean, it's, just, it's, a, it's horrific. Well, not drug crisis. An opioid, opioid crisis. crisis. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, come to find out now, uh, CDC researchers uh, said in an article in uh, the April American Journal of Public Health, and I know you get the American Journal of Public Health. I don't know. No, if no, I get I get three copies because I want to make sure I have one everywhere. I keep one in the car. Um, is, it, is it an oversight that you didn't see this particular? Lo- I saw it. I just I didn't care. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that they overestimated the number of Americans who have died of prescription opioid overdoses because of uh, inaccurate tracking methods. When you say overestimated, how off were they? they, uh, Five, 10%? You know what? They had estimated originally that over 32,000, almost 32,500 Americans died from overdoses involving prescription opioid pain medication, which at the time I said... Seemed high. That does seem high, right? So if if if, it, if that actually was the number, it's absolutely high. What was it again? Thirty two thousand a year. Thirty two thousand four hundred and forty five to be exact. Died of overdoses. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the CDC's new estimate of fatal overdoses from prescription opioids: mm-hmm. seventeen thousand eighty seven. Okay. Unbelievable. Fifty-three percent. Is that right? You're doing your little. Uh, yeah, that's uh, wow. over fifty percent mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, that's fifty percent. Yeah, that is absolutely agonizing. Okay. That's how much of a of a crisis there is. Wow. All um, right, we don't even, we don't even have really a crisis. So you're saying there's not an opioid crisis? Uh, 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 there's a math crisis. There's a math crisis. And there's a crisis <laughs> against not against the, That's not the. It's not the prescription drugs. Wow. I mean, it's it's the heroin. Now, fentanyl is a prescription drug, but that's an end-of-life cancer right. uh, pain drug uh, in medication. So what they're doing is mixing that with heroin. I got it. So you can throw that into the prescriptions. But for the people who are being prescribed uh, opioids for pain to survive, many places that have gone overboard are making it very difficult for those people to get their prescriptions who help them go through their life. I mean, the attitude uh, of many doctors uh, that have, there's a difference that we have to remember. And is there's a problem, there's a difference between using and depending on opioids to survive than becoming addicted to them and going out of your way to, to get them. Right. Well, and there's many things that mean addiction. True addiction means um, when you... um, If you have to take them to survive, you're addicted. Well, and usually there is an element of it is negatively impacting your life or the lives of others. So if you're addicted to sex, okay, hey, everyone likes it. No, I really like it. Okay. Are you still functioning? You have any problem? Yeah. Raping? Uh, Is it affecting your relationships? Are you still keeping a job? Okay. But, but do you do it a lot? I mean, is it your primary source of entertainment? Okay, that's fine. It has to be an element of negatively impacting your lives or other people, too. 
Okay. Well, if you use a lot of drugs like that and you're still functional to survive, to survive, to right? be able to be able to function, but it's I, a lot. Okay. I mean, I, and you know what? I know Amazing. this is very libertarian of me. I also don't care if you want to do that. That's fine as well. well. But that, but that's different. I mean, I I, I, I'm with you on that, 100%. But I mean, even in your survival thing. Okay, so maybe you go to a doctor and they say, listen, you're under a great deal of pain. We know that. So really to survive, you need a lot of drugs. And you're like, doc, I need a little bit more. And he goes, no, this will just take the edge off. And you're like, I, I want to live a slightly li- better life. I don't okay. want just the edge off. You know what? The libertarian in me says, fine, that's your choice. Shut up, doc. Absolutely. I agree with that, 100%. Okay. And I, I don't think that... I. I think that should happen already, which is very, mm-hmm. it's difficult to find uh, doctors that will do that for people. Right. And many doctors uh, uh, have gotten into trouble uh, because of that. And then other doctors uh, who have, because they are in states that have made it so difficult, uh, when you go to new doctors, the new doctors are like, well, we're not, I'm not doing that. Right. So you either, here's, you know. Here's your two, and I know you've been used to taking 10. I'm throwing numbers out, but less than, I know you're used to taking more, but here's all I'm going to give you. And if you can't get through the day, oh well. Right. Yeah, he doesn't have to carry. I mean, I mean that's, not what the, right. that's not what the medical profession is supposed to do. I See, thought. especially if you have a lot of pain, a disease, or, or let's say you're older. Let's say you're old. <laughs> you're 75. You're retired. You're sitting at the house. The kids don't see you, right? <laughs> right. You're watching the TV, waiting for the mailman. Whatever. The wife doesn't talk Who to you. Gives a flying fig. Seriously, <laughs> what? <laughs> Smoke up, Johnny. Go ahead and inject. As long as you're not causing. What? What's the guy down gang banging? Grandpa take another Vicodin. Yep. Okay, good. He's not. He's not in the alley. You know, mugging nuns for their for their dinner money. He's not stealing money from kids and orphans. I mean, I know. Just have another Vicodin. Fine, enjoy. I just, I just find it amazing that we, you know, have we've been shoved information to create this crisis that's wrong to begin with, and it really pisses. Yeah. So, so here it is. It's they're fifty percent off on their numbers. Do we know what year that was? Sixteen. 2016. Those are probably the most recent numbers then, because they're over a year delayed with that stuff. Okay, so those were prescription uh, opioid numbers, right? That's what they said. Correct. Not not the uh, random drug use. The non These are people who were given a prescription by a doctor and overdosed. Okay, right, and and overdosed. Prescription pain medication. Pain medication. Now the reason that's important is we have a drug problem. We've always had a drug problem in the last thirty, fifty, whatever years. Um, I think it's worse now in that younger generations will take whatever. They don't even care what it is. They don't care if it's an up or a down or whatever. It's like, you got something that's going to take me away a little bit? Fine, give it to me. They go through the medicine cabinets, grab whatever. But those are not prescriptions given to them. Do people actually have medicine cabinets anymore? I use that as a generic statement. I know, but I'm asking I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just, do people actually have medicine cabinets? Older homes. Older homes. Yeah. In Ohio. Yeah, there's a lot of older homes in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, okay, never mind. Go ahead, Doc. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they just grab whatever. Um, that's a problem. But the prescription stuff, less of an issue. Yes. So also, let's take that number. So 17,000 people died. Right? That's what they yes. said. Overdosed because of that. Oh, yes. And again, you got these senators and congressmen. They're out there. Give us money and, every, and organizations, whatever. Compare that with... 
the number of people who were and because we have this argument when it comes to guns and when it comes to veterans killing themselves. How many of those people were veterans? How many of those people were prescribed medications because of their PTSD and the Veterans Administration just put them on this stuff because they didn't want to actually deal with the problem? Hey, I don't know the answer to that. that. You can bet there's a significant percentage of it. Yes. That is. I'd like to know how many of those doctors were VA doctors. I bet you'd be stunned to find out that it's pretty high. That's and they're not leading possible. with that information. I wouldn't doubt it. There's at least going to be a significant percentage. We know that because veterans are prescribed gobs and gobs of medication. There's veterans well, out there. They used to be. Oh, they still I, are. I, I it's think, it's I, dropped I think a little some bit. Of, I think some of the things that we've heard in the past, in the recent past, is that They've made it much more difficult. It, but I know that they in the yeah. you know back back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that they uh, they used to. It didn't matter. It's here, yeah. right? Well, and it's because the drug companies get a benefit from them as well. They just keep handing them out like that. Uh, but put this next to the people that are actually killed with a firearm. Right? Which do you hear more about, the gun crisis or the opioid crisis? The gun crisis. I mean, it's it's constant meanwhile even with their adjusted numbers the number of people who overdose on prescription drugs is over double the number of people that are murdered with a gun that's about eight thousand a year seventeen thousand a year by their new numbers how many abortions do we happen in the u.s uh 60 million since roe v wade and it's roughly a year we have I think it's uh, about 30, 40, 40, I don't know how many. No, it's got to be more than that. Roe v. Wade was 74. So in 40-some years, we've had 60 million, I think, right? Yeah. Roe v. Wade was 64, right? Or uh, 74. 74, right? Yeah. Divided by uh, 45, let's say, roughly. All right. 1.3 million. That's a little bit more. Yeah, I thought it was about a million a year. I didn't want to misspeak, but yeah, about a million a year. Okay. That's, so, a, little, that's a little bit more. Yeah. But, you know, listen, a woman ought to have a right to choose whether or not she ODs on prescription medication. Thank you. That's all I'm saying with this thing. Quick break. Back with more in a minute on The Morning Blaze. The Morning Blaze. We're kind of like the real news, except honest and factual. Huh. What a concept. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. sense and comedy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson there's an easier way there's an easier way the easier way is field of greens oh that's the easier way to get your vegetables instead of just not having them or then saying uh, or or struggling to eat them because you don't like them or saying i'm just going to miss them at lunch or they're expensive or i don't want to clean them the easier way is just go to brickhousedoc.com order field of greens and get those daily vitamins and nutrients from those daily vegetables that you're supposed to be eating we've known this even since we were kids more vegetables we've we've had the low carb and the whole 30 all these different diets over the years and that's fine some of them can be effective some of them uh, aren't as effective but we know that to eat healthier to lose weight to be healthier in general you've got to have more 
vegetables, in particular green vegetables in your diet. You're just not getting them. Most Americans do not eat enough uh, vegetables. So order Field of Greens and you'll get those vegetables. They're prebiotic, they're probiotic, vitamins, nutrients, antioxidants, all of those good things that you're supposed to be getting in your body, you are not getting, and you can get them with Field of Greens. It's basically powdered vegetables. You mix it with eight ounces or more or less if you want it of liquid, drink it down, you're good to go. Each scoop has a full daily supply of vitamins, uh, of uh, fruits and vegetables for you. Each one, ready to go. One scoop. Yep, Field of Greens, just go to BrickHouseDoc.com and order today. BrickHouseDoc.com. It's, uh, Brickhouse Nutrition is the parent company we told you about. Their Dawn to Dusk, which is a 10-hour energy supplement. That's awesome, too. They have other uh, products up. Field of Greens, another good one we've tried around here and we love. Again, BrickHouseDoc.com. Did you see the story of the uh, 15-year-old girl in Florida who was swimming and the alligator came upon her? Uh, there's been several stories this, this year. This that, one just uh, happened. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so she's swimming along right. uh, on a raft or whatever, and um, alligator comes up on her. She grabs a tree limb to get away, pulls herself up, and is hanging from a tree limb for like a half hour, hour or so until the deputy comes. Nice. Uh, in the meantime, mom calls 911. Listen to this. I'm at Free Creek. My daughter's stuck in a freaking tree. There's gators surrounding her. We can't get her out. Yeah, so the alligator would not leave. Well, I know that gator's not going to leave. You're hanging off a limb. The gator's like, I got you. Right. This is like me. That pizza's going to fall any moment. If you drop into the water. The gator's got, what's he going to do? Go go upriver and hope to find more food? No, he's got food on the hook. Right, yeah. The worst can happen, that they rescue you? Okay. So I'm just going to hang out, and when you drop, I'm dragging you under so fast, you're going to be gone. And it was hissing like crazy, so mom and dad tried to scare it away. No, you're not scared undeterred. I love gators. Finally, uh, cop shows up, sees what's going on, tries to scare it away. Nope. Did they shoot it? Yep. Oh, come on. He comes, it's the Lake County Sheriff's uh, deputy, comes out, wouldn't go, fire, uh, fires a single round from an AR-15 Bushmaster. Boom. Boop. Gator gone. And they get a hold of Gatorland. Let Gatorland take care Gator of it for them. They had to get her away. How are they going to get the girl down? Where was this at in Florida? This uh, was uh, Orlando, north of Orlando. Yeah, north of but about half okay, hour. Okay, Gatorland is yeah. right there on the border of Kissimmee and Orlando. But right how long there. did it take for them I to get the guy? How long did it take to get nine one one and the other? Thirty minutes. There? Thirty minutes. Gatorland could have been there that fast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, they'll make more. It's not like they're going extinct or anything. I know. I love Gatorland. And, and I don't really care that they killed the gator because there's plenty. You're right. Now, what Have I want to know is... Gatorland, though? No. It's my favorite place is it on good? the planet. I love it. Seriously? Is yeah, it fun? I love it. Do, they, do you see them feed them the chicken and stuff? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, the jumperoos. They jump up out of the water because they jump. They go to the bottom of the water and they, their tail is what pushes them up really? out of the water. That's how they jump up. So, like, they slide chickens across on ropes and the gators like, jump up and grab the chicken or they'll take it out of the guy's hand. But what's, what's really fun is they eat hot dogs. That's what they feed them. So they've got this giant river full of, full of gators, uh-huh. and they've got this huge climbing platform that goes up, I don't know, four or five right. stories. Right. And you go up and you throw hot dogs in the river at the gators, and they hiss and fight for the dogs. It's tremendous. Oh, that does sound it's tremendous. good. tremendous. Just remember, don't buy the hot dogs there. Yeah. No? I love Gatorland. I love you, but you get like an eight-pack for $8 million. They charge you like a million dollars. Can you bring your dog. own? Yeah. 
Oh, they will let you bring your own. Stop at the Walmart and pick up pick up a giant backpack full of hot dogs. Oh yeah, I didn't know they let you bring your own though. Just put them in the backpack. Oh, that's definitely there. You just go up on the platform and toss hot dogs in the river. Oh, that's so be prepared when you go to Gatorland. And they have wrestling. Gator wrestling. That's good. Can I wrestle them, or is it just professionals? I'll check up. I'd wrestle a gator. Seriously, I'd wrestle a gator. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, congratulations, you have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. All right, uh, tweets now with the hashtag what I learned today. Yeah, let's see here. All right. Uh, no, I'm going to read that one. That one's not going to be good. Okay. Uh, let's be frank at PA. Why do I get a visual of at Doc Thompson show swimming beneath a, a, a tread of at real Chris Cruz for his free meat? Mm-hmm. It's like... You know, throwing us free meat in the water, I guess, like the gator. Is that what he's going for? Okay. Why are you uh, having such oh, a struggle? Oh, a treat, Chris Cruz, are you still, for his free meat. Are you still thinking about uh, wrestling a gator? A um, gator man? No, I, I just, know no, I just said I would. I'm not thinking about it. Oh, yeah. I wrestle a gator. You know, they're muzzled and everything. Right? No, they're not muzzled. The whole point, you wuss. What do you mean they're not? Of course they're muzzled. Wrestle the gators. That's your you're a no, man. He's wrestled an unmatered ge- absolutely gizzard you gizzard gator, gator? unmuzzled gator. gator. Of course I do. That's why they're they're gator cowboys, man. They're, they're gator land. They're but I mean, what, what about the amateur circuit? You got to start somewhere. <laughs> they don't put you in with the <laughs> the amateur gator wrestling circuit. I yes, do that. Actually, we need to start that. The the minor leagues. I like that. No, we call it work. <laughs> There's no majors. You just call it the minor minor league gator wrestling. That's great. That I is, love it. dude. That would be hilarious. That would be tremendous. We'd make a fortune. Oh, that would be yeah. Because it's not just gator wrestling. You got to make it like it's a circuit yeah. type thing, and you're going around or whatever. Minor league gator wrestling. Uh, Lefty Horowitz now. <laughs> Lefty, <laughs> you got to have somebody named Lefty. Well, I started wrestling gators a year ago, and don't be uh, don't be thrown off by my one arm. I'll still wrestle them. <laughs> Born in Lake City, Florida. Everglades City. That's where I'm from, or whatever. Dead. Would you wrestle a gator? Uh, what about the claws? Do they pre fake knee? I would have wrestled a gator. Do they, yeah. uh, I mean, do they remove the claws? Because the claws are rough too. Yeah. They have those muzzled too. We did put tape we'll, on them or something. We'll get you on one. <laughs> what do you do? Don't worry about it. I'm a little concerned about the claws. You know, no, that's the whole point. Because the you mouth stay on top of them. The whole thing is, all you got to do is hold their mouth shut. That's it. Of course, that's, that's the all, whole of thing. Of course, that's all you have to do. I've heard. I don't know if this is true, but I rem- remember somebody telling me. I think it was my brother when he watched Mutual of Omaha's Wild oh, Kingdom dude. back in the day. Mutual of Omaha's uh-huh. Wild. Kingdom. That's right. With Merlin, uh, no, with no, uh, 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 Marlin. 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 Marlin Olson. Something in Merlin Olson. No, it was something Marlin. Anyway, right? something Marlin. That when 
because he would watch his homeboy out in the wild. Right. The old man would stay back. He'd the stay back man, the other. Oh, there he is out wrestling there in the, the gator. Wild. Wrestling the yeah. gator. Right. That uh, most of a gator's muscles in their jaw is to clamp. But they have barely enough muscles to get the mouth open. So you can hold it shut pretty easy. Okay. Now they're going to flip and flop around because that tail's pretty powerful. Is, but, that's what they live on, man, right? Tail. But I think all you have to do is just wrap your legs around it. That's what you want to do. You, uh, in, you ever wrestle in school? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What's the What's the down position when you start when somebody's on their like all fours and you you got one hand on their arm and the other one whoa, around their whoa. back? You know what I'm talking about. I do know you what position that you're talking position. about. Yeah. That was not wrestling, but that's the position I know. Right. That's how you get it. So you got it, hands on their snout, right? And you get your legs around their tail. That sounds about good, right. But I don't know about the claws thing. I think you just got to stay kind of stay clear of them. Okay. So. All right. And it's Marlon Perkins. Marlon Perkins. That's it. Marlon Perkins. I'm trying, so, to, yeah. I'm trying to look at the whole, with his uh, partner, though. His partner that was Jim. out of the, It was Jim something. Was it Jim? Yeah, I think so. So, all right. So, yeah, uh, I would definitely do it if it was muzzled. So, moving forward, you want to come up with a gator? I'll do it. You think I'm joking? If I get you out there and wrestle a gator and it's not muzzled, you're going to wuss out, aren't you? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to see it. I'm, I am I may do it. But muzzled, I'm pretty confident I would. Yeah. I mean, if it's muzzled, anybody can do it. How do I know if I win when I wrestle a gator? Do I have to pin him on his back? Is it a three count? You and the gator crawl off together. Arm is, and arm. Is that, yeah, is, we, we come to an understanding. Yes. Is it yeah. common ground we yes. find? There's a long discussion yes. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to know uh, how I win. And how does he win? What are the rules of winning? What, gator <laughs> racing. Is it just. Does, does he have to pin win, me? The gator wins when you're gone. Okay. So if I die, the gator wins. Absolutely. Well. Or, or wounded. Yeah. If I run off wounded, he's like, that's right, I won. It's like that. Okay. <laughs> but how do I know? Do I have to wound him? Does he have to call time? All right, you got me. Yeah, his tail's got to whack, hit the ground hit three, the three times. Hit the three times? Okay. I just want to know the rules before I get into it. But until I do, I'm confident I would. Andy Dick criminally charged. I saw that. Criminally charged with misdemeanor sexual battery and misdemeanor simple battery for allegedly touching a woman inappropriately without her consent. Can't even touch somebody walking down the street anymore. <laughs> I'm guessing. I know, right? What happened? I'm guessing Andy Dick uh, has touched many women over the years. I can't imagine yes. many of them were with their consent because Andy Dick. According to TMZ, the woman apparently had no relation to Dick and was described as TMZ as a complete stranger. They reported law enforcement sources tell us a woman filed a police report claiming the troubled comedian squeezed her butt twice as he walked past her on a sidewalk back in April. And then, though, not not only did he squeeze her butt, he uh, made lewd comments. How dare he? It wasn't just the butt squeezing. It was lewd comments. Yes. So, what type of lewd comment do you think it was? Lewd by our standard, his standard, or her standard? Her standards. Okay, so it could have just been like, all right. Yeah. Could have been something like that, and she was like, how dare you? Want me to pinch more of that? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's a lewd comment. Oh, this is also not Andy Dick's first run-in with sexual harassment. He uh, was fired for allegedly groping of people he worked with on a set last year. He claims he didn't grope anybody. However... He said, I may have kissed somebody on the cheek to say goodbye and then lick them. That's my thing. 
So good. He said, I licked Carrie Fisher at a roast. It's me being funny. I'm not trying to sexually harass people. It's my thing. Mm-hmm. It's my thing. Okay, thanks, Andy. Take care. Um, my thing, my thing is uh, is uh, full body grinding. That's <laughs> just it's my. I'm funny that way. It's my thing. I'm I trying to be have, funny. I may have hugged a woman and it lingered, and I wouldn't let her grow, and I grinded. But that's it's my thing. That's I'm a comedian. It's funny. It's funny. When I grinded I, on Carrie Fisher, and when I when I when I I wasn't lewd comments afterward. It was just all I was saying was, "Hey, give me more." That's it. If you replace any other activity with the licking thing, you realize how stupid the comment is. Uh, so. Honk. I may have honked her breast, right? It's like, <laughs> no, I may have hugged her and honked her breast, but that's my thing. That's it. That's funny. Everyone loves it. I honked Carrie Fisher's breast. <laughs> it just does not work. Sorry. Well, it does for him. I'm sure he may think he's being funny. I, at one point in his life, he prob- it probably was funny, but you get they take it too far, right? I mean, that's the whole... When I read a big article on they were trying to make Robin Williams look bad uh, when he was during the whole Me Too movement, uh, you know, the strong part of the Me Too movement, obviously we're still in it and you're still covering a lot of important ground, Me Too. So don't, sorry, I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut you short. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, the last year when you were really making a lot of ground, now you've, you're getting Andy Dick in trouble. Uh, you may have, you know, Times are tough, I know. And you're hoping that Harvey Weinstein can get one more accuser. Uh, that's it. You've only got three now. What happened? Anyway, the... Um, By the way, his charges, uh, what he started, he may do like life in prison. The number of charges against Harvey Weinstein He's now. He's got like three. No, there's other ones. I just saw a blurb. I got to look it up, but they're like, if the other ones come... You know, come to fruition. Nobody's coming forward. He's got like three. They've added one more person to the case. Yeah, in New this, York. he's they're stacking him up now. They're going, and he is he's the poster boy, and they want him. They got to fry him. Yep, I know that. And, I, and good luck. So that's the reason I believe they're going to. And good luck. And it's going to be tough to. Uh, I want to see. I want to see the people who uh, who are going up against him mm-hmm. and saying that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I felt bad to have sex with Harvey to give me that million-dollar movie job. I don't know how I lived. Uh, that's not going to matter. That's tough for None me. Of that I matters. know, but I, I, it's tough for me to take. Third accuser uh, could face life in prison over new charges. Stop. This is, this is what they're saying. This is just uh, it's coming out uh, late last night this okay, morning. So I saw the third accuser. Yeah, was- he could face life in prison over new charges of sexual assault. Uh, Manhattan uh, district attorney said he's 66 and that's part of what it is because he's so old Um, I don't know if it's official charges just the number of years but they said yeah based on that uh, criminal sex sex act in the first degree forcibly committing oral sex on a woman as well as two counts of predatory sexual assault with the three additional felony charges the producer now faces a maximum sentence of life in prison so it is a maximum (laughs) wow Anyway, <laughs> he should have stuck to bribing him. I believe all of those cases were bribes. Um, the, and uh, let's not get into that. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> Harvey's a bad guy. He is. We all know he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be in jail. That's it. Hashtag me too. Done. Yeah. Um, uh, 
If you're looking for some financial freedom, um, I got a plan I for am. you. Are you? I am. Doc. Are, are I you am always looking, looking for it? Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com and register for a free investment training uh, broadcast that's going to be hosted by Glenn Beck. It's coming up to July 19th. It could be very valuable to you. It's uh, on the new asset class that you probably heard people talk about, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies. Glenn and I certainly believe that cryptos could help you and millions of Americans restore your financial freedom. I've invested a little bit. Glenn's invested just a little bit more than I have because he has just a little bit more than I have. But whether or not you decide to ever invest in cryptocurrency or not, we know the technology is something new. We know that some of it called blockchain will be around for a long time to maybe do all kinds of different things uh, file deeds to your houses all kinds of amazing things and you can learn more educate yourself because then you'll know if it's for you or not just go to beckcryptoshow.com and register back crypto back is in glenn back because he's the one hosting back crypto crypto because like cryptocurrencies but it's show like it's a show it's a it's an event Beckcrypto.com. Right, exactly. Beckcryptoshow.com. Glenn and his crypto expertica from the Palm Beach Letter will help you walk uh, will walk you through the case for Bitcoin and also cryptocurrency. Uh, he'll also, Tico will also give you three cryptocurrencies that he's recommending that you should buy now. Plus, you'll get exclusive free training in this new market and you could turn a few hundred dollars maybe into a small fortune. You'll also have a chance to take part in Palm Beast Letter's exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. Just go to BeckCryptoShow.com. It's BeckCryptoShow.com. We need to talk about the miracle that happened as 13 people were saved from the Thailand cave. Hold on. Can we do that in a second? I got a, a quick update on something else, though, because we're talking about the sex cases. Okay. We got one. This All is right. at theblaze.com. You got to check this out oh, because it ties in with the Andy oh, Dick I- thing. Justin Trudeau, yes. Prime Minister of Canada, of accused of an inappropriate sexual harassment activity. Does that surprise anyone? 20 years ago. No, he is he is way shady. He is so skeevy, you could tell. But Arrogant. 20 years ago. It is. He's 20. He was 28 at the... Wait a minute. It was 20 years ago. Oh, it was a 28-year-old teacher at a music festival. Um he said this. Reporters asked him about it because he's been accused by her. He said, I remember that day at Creston Well. He said, I had a good day that day. I remember that day at Creston Well. Do you remember every... Okay, but I guess oh, it was a music gosh. festival, well. so fine. He said, and I don't remember any negative interactions that day at all. I don't recall any negative interactions. That yes, day. it wasn't negative to you. Would you classify? Oh, Look, we all I have, sexually we harassed all, somebody. We all remember things differently. <laughs> no, he said the editorial claimed that the woman felt blatantly disrespected by the interaction. Wait, um, he he was uh, allegedly groped the woman inappropriately handling her. It's it it seems like a credible allegation. Okay. Yeah, but again, it's from 20 years ago, like we said with Harvey and everybody else. It's just an allegation at this point. I will say, based on what I know of Justin Trudeau, I don't like him. I think he yes. is it not only a progressive, but I think he's also playing a part, Yeah, I think which so. all progressives so, so. are anyways. So it wouldn't shock me. He does seem like the type of person that would uh, be involved in something like this, but that's not proof, and that doesn't mean and anything. It doesn't mean at all. it did. It doesn't Until mean we know, it's just an allegation. And it was twenty, you know, again, twenty years ago. The guy's been, you know, he's married and and you know, running a country now. So you know, did it happen? We don't know. We're taking this woman's word for it that it did. Mm-hmm. If it did, should where was she for twenty years? 
Well, she was so horrific. She, she was so upset that she couldn't say anything. Yeah. She was, you know, but now that she realizes people need to know the truth. Right. That's probably what it is. Right. What was I thinking? If, if it came out smoking gun evidence that he did this, would you be like, oh my gosh, no. Justin Trudeau? No. There's a lot of people that would be because they love them some Justin. No, I would not be surprised. And I would still be at the 20 years ago. What happened? All right, so what's this about the cave? I keep seeing the cave. What's this what's about the on? cave? It what's with the 13 cave? 13 people were rescued, Doc. Okay, that's a good thing, but I don't know why we okay, thirteen people on the news. I'm telling you, these this, this soccer team and their coach went down into a cave and got lost. All right. And then we had to bring out search teams and find them because it started to rain and they got flooded in and they couldn't find them and they didn't know where they were at. And, and these are Americans? They were dead. And then these are Americans, now the right? na- they, they got them out and they showed them coming out and so the video has been viewed 16 million times and we're, we're so happy that this English team w- oh, were found oh, it's English. in Thailand because right, they got lost in a cave that okay. probably should have said, no, let's not go into a cave huh. when we don't have a guide or anything. We're just right. a soccer team with a coach. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting people spend all this time trying to find us. Right. Because we went into a giant cave when we weren't. Probably should have said no. But hallelujah. They've been found. Wow. I'm glad we covered that. It's an important story. Important story. Leading story of the news across I just, America today. It's just constant. Never, it's never freaking ending. It's just on every news cycle around. Well, there's not a lot going on. Tomorrow's uh, Independence Day, you know. I know. We yeah. started the day off with a right. letter from so, John Adams. That's right. Uh, that's you know, something I'd that hate we steal really your thunder about that. Well, Maybe just no, you didn't steal my thunder. You just knew it was like, oh my gosh, it was. I can't believe Doc is reading this letter it's from John Adams. Good. You can go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful letter. Maybe you record Max and Doc. Uh, Doc Could you do read that for it beautifully, us? but uh, it's a letter that we read around right. the family barbecue every Fourth of July. And it's this year's Max year. So could you get record him and bring it in? You know, unfortunately, Max isn't going to be home tomorrow. Uh, I, I just thought gonna, of that. It's his said, year, and now I guess we're just going to have to go without reading it. You just somebody play, else play the podcast, up. I will. Maybe you could have him record it and then play it while he's gone. You know, that but would I mean, the family still gets He's not here. He's gone. He's out of town. He's working. Oh, okay. He's working out of town. Okay, maybe you have him record it wherever I he mean, is and just email it to you. We're going to have to celebrate the 4th of July like next week or something That's when he okay. comes home. Yeah, then it's fine. Could you record it there? Because I'd love to hear it. Nobody wants, to, nobody wants to step up and read it for is him. Is it very take, personal? Take is year. that what it is for your family? It's personal. I didn't say I wasn't going to record it, Oh, okay. That's fine. In fact, I may now just... Are you familiar with Glenn Beck? Glenn, uh, Glenn, Tanya Beck, Glenn, Glenn Beck, B- and Tanya, B- B- and Tanya. Yeah, Glenn one. and Tanya. They uh, they started a uh, real estate agents I trust company. Yes, I know they did, and it's and filled with why real estate did. agents they trust. Because <laughs> they had some they troubles did. there in Connecticut, yes, didn't they? Yes, they did. Selling their house. As a matter of fact, uh, there were several people uh, around them at the time that uh, were struggling. When you buy a house, Doc. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Until until after Glenn and Tanya started Mercury Real Estate uh, Agents I Trust. But I didn't realize that when you buy a house mm-hmm. and then you sell it, you're supposed to sell it for more. Yeah, apparently uh, that's that, how it works, I, right? Not in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I would at least say don't sell it for less. That's, you know. Yeah, a lot of people have a very bad experience because they hire a family member, a friend that they were forced to, or you just don't understand. Uh, they're too nice. It usually ends up... Uh, 
being a very bad situation. Um, I've sold real estate for a while. I understand how it works. And the people are quite often not in it for you. They absolutely are not. They want to do the bare minimum because you're paying them to market your home for you. So if they can market your home without doing a whole lot and still get a sale, hey, it works because they didn't waste the time and money. That's how they see it. You need somebody who really understands how markets work. And that's where realestateagentsitrust.com comes in. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a trusted network of over 1,200 agents all over America that are rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. Their experience, their marketing plans, their character, the results um, they get for their clients um, are the barometer the team uses to ensure that the network is made up of only the best agents in America. They're also usually fans of Glenn and his values and by default, your values as well. These are people you're going to want to look at. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned from billionaire Richard Branson. It's a disgrace to see people sleeping on the streets with this material wealth all around. It's a sweet deal. It's a disgrace. Why doesn't he give up some of his money? You know, he could give up his big spread in Missouri there. All those shops and theaters. Why doesn't he give that away? They could live there. Is that is that is that his? Well, yeah, it's Branson. Branson. It's his, right? Okay. I didn't you don't realize. Think it is? I don't think it is. But oh, I could be wrong. Well, I know he's got a lot of money. We learned it's difficult time. to pull off a major terrorist attack if you can't even afford a bus pass. Yeah, you have to be a decent bus to fare be, is, to be a decent terrorist. Uh huh. You have to be able to afford a bus pass. I would I think mean, it's clearly I mean, maybe that's even clear. an Uber ride now and then. You know, we learn now that Jeffy has put his earwax fetish behind him. He's free to run for Congress unfettered. Oh, thank you very much. Finally, I learned that we don't have a prescription opioid problem. We have a math comprehension problem. Thank you. Jeff Fisher, uh, what, if anything, did you learn pitch hitting I for mean, Chris Cruz? Uh, what I learned today is, you know, nothing really. Okay. Kirk Jones. I learned Oh, sorry. Yes. I didn't learn anything. Kirk Jones, spinning the dials, radio style, Dallas Tech Sporting. What, if anything, did you learn today? I learned today that Martin, yeah. a.k.a. Mordecai, Mordecai, yeah, he likes to complain a lot. He does, but we've learned that pretty much yeah. every So day. many words. Just so, so many. many. Thank you. So many words for Mordecai with the blah, blah. <laughs> He may be female. Is he transitioning? Jeff Fisher, what if anything did the listeners learn today? The listeners learned today that, uh, and by I don't want to see this in the office, Doc means send me a video. Yes, exactly. Uh, I do not want to see it in the office. Send me a couple. Um, Everyone is going to be on MinCom because we are $21 trillion in debt and climbing. Thank you. So it'll be a minimum debt. MinComs are great. Mm -hmm. Just ask the people of North Mm -hmm. Korea, Cuba, Venezuela. They didn't get MinComs. No. All right. They got the hey, what the, you're going to take what we give you, and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. All right. We're 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 doing it differently. Mm-hmm. 
Done right. Now. Done right. It'll be Done different. Right. It'll okay. be different. Don't you, you know, I think that? we got to just move along. I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination today because we have a math comprehension problem. Yeah, but I'm going to try to do them uh, the day after uh, Wednesday. So uh, the 5th when we're back because we're off tomorrow. Uh, what does uh, Stu have coming up in for Glenn today? I think, uh, I think it's Stu and Pat today. Oh, what do they have? You don't know? What are they wearing be, today? Oh, they're going to be... Uh, they're gonna be- Okay, you don't know. You have any of this stuff. You're not prepared. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a, I guess, Jeff Fisher production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are. Anyang, now you go. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.